This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. All right. Hello and welcome to Aetherite Radio, Gamers Kids Final Fantasy 14 podcast. I'm TGX. Joining me today, we have everybody. We've got Hi. Zen. We've got Aldino. And we've got Rook. Hello. We are so. everybody. So are you. <laughs> it is all of us. <laughs> all right. Um, I was trying to think of like something super witty to say. I don't. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Insert witty retort here. Yeah, That's what we're um, here for. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. Uh, so. <laughs> That's the only reason we keep you around is for your your witty retorts. Oh, um, so uh, today we are going to talk about our initial hands-on impressions of Patch Five Point Four. No spoilers. Uh, no spoilers. If anybody here starts to talk about spoilers, I'm just gonna Punch I'm just gonna them. kick them out. They're gone. You won't hear from them ever again. Oh no! All... <laughs> That's a very serious threat. <laughs> they will never be here. All right. Um. Before we get started, though, uh, we do have a piece of news, and we're we're gonna try and go over it somewhat briefly because if we stay on it too long, I know we're gonna get worked up. We're um, gonna cry, right? Uh, so this past week, um, it was announced that uh, Mighty, who was the uh, author of the Father of Light blog, um, which was turned into that show on Netflix and then adapted into a movie, uh, has passed away from cancer. Um, fuck cancer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Yoshida uh, last night put up just the the sweetest message um, on the developer's blog. Give that a give that a read. Grab a tissue. Um, Seriously, so, uh, you will need it. It's it's rough. Like I'm already getting kind of. I know. Um, just thinking about it, I was just thinking about reading it again, and rough. I was tearing up. It's rough. Um, Tiny if you man, seen the show, big heart. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen the show, uh, check it out. If if you don't know what it is. Um, it's about a son who reconnects with his father by giving his dad a copy of 14 and then kind of anonymously like helping him through the game and stuff. Um, it's a really, really sweet story. Um, and it's and, a true uh, story. A, like it was a yeah, real it's a true story. Of, it is like, a true story. It's, so it's on cool. Netflix uh, globally, I believe. Um, so, you know, if you don't have uh, access to Netflix, get access for a month, watch it, check it out. Um, it's definitely a, a great story. So, um, you know, our thoughts and prayers are to to Mighty's family and friends, and um, you know, it's it's it sucks. It sucks. I you know I I don't know what else to say without trying to just like waterfalls, right? Right. Um, so. Don't go chasing them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's amazing though because, um, and even in that blog, it's so sweet to hear. Yoshida-san, but also like when if you watch the show or and like the show is kind of funny, right? It has its own sort of J drama, you know, twist to it. Sure. And you know, it's stylized and silly, but there are so many things that are so true about MMOs. And like at his heart, Mighty was so passionate about games like this and Final Fantasy 14 and the ways that they could bring players together and developers together and everybody together in these experiences. So it's it's such a sad loss, but it's also really amazing the legacy that I think Mighty has left behind in regards to what MMOs can mean to our lives and to the people that we meet in them. I mean, even just meeting all of you here in the podcast, right? It's wild. Um, and everyone who listens or that we come in touch with in game, it's amazing. So it's definitely worth checking out. And it's very, very sad, but it's also really wonderful to reflect back on just how much 
these games can mean to so many of us, especially right now when we've been so distanced from one another, you know? For sure. Exactly. All right. Um, so with that out of the way. Um... Everybody, clear out your sniffles. hands-on show. No spoilers. Um, So we don't have an outline. A lot of times we'll come in and we'll have a very structured list and order of things. Um, We're just kind of whatever. So before I I forget, because I want to make sure that I talk about this, um, the last couple weeks we've we've brought up Triple Triad, and I've just been kind of like, eh. Like whatever, it's triple triad. Like why are why are they spending twenty minutes talking about triple triad? Nobody cares. Uh, so I did uh, the uh, draft open tournament, uh, and then did it a few more times. It's actually really solid. He um, likes it. He really I, likes it. Right. So it's the same the same thought of like if you told me I was going to be ocean fishing this patch, you know, I would have told you you were. It's that same kind of a thing, and and more so too because it's every two hours just like ocean fishing it's that same kind of timer set so you can show up and just queue in it'll tell you what the rules are it can explain the rules if you don't know what they are and then it'll just throw you into a lobby which has a really nice new version of shuffle and boogie playing yeah um oh yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty cool of course then it goes into the game then it plays the original one you're like no no go back to the new one go (laughs) um wait come back but yeah it's it's pretty cool, and then depending on how you rank, it'll give you like a card pack um, and some MGP. So it, if if you were just kind of like, oh, it's just triple trad, give it a shot. Like it's 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 I, I liked it way more than I thought I would. It's kind of one of those things where like I've been sitting here like getting work done a lot this week, and I'll be like, what time is it? Five minutes till triple trad. Eh, okay, we'll just take a little <laughs> break here. <laughs> you know, so yeah, wow. definitely definitely check it out. Yeah. Is it is it due to the draft nature of picking the cards as you go through, or or you know making that deck? I I mean I I think that's a little part of it. I mm-hmm. think the other part of it is, um, it's just an easy thing to jump in and do. Right. Um, obviously, if there's not a, a full group of players, it will insert mm-hmm. NPCs. Like I lost first place to an NPC, which is like, <laughs> oh. but like, um, the idea of just being able to jump in and just play with other people like it's just it's super easy to do and it's yeah it's super chill there you know i and and so i think it's it's really great so uh yeah check it out if you haven't that's awesome i'm i'm honestly really glad to hear that because i have not tried it yet Mm -hmm. but aldino i mean even just thinking back on you saying like this will change triple try (laughs) and that's that's what even honestly that's what made me try it in the first place he's like draft is awesome because like i don't know anything about tcgs or whatever and he's like this is gonna be a game changer i'm like all right, whatever, <laughs> Aldi, you know, I mean, if that is your real name, it definitely. And so I went not. and I tried it and it was it was solid. Like, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I think it's just the streamlining, right? Because like with Magic and other collectible card games, uh, trading card games, there's you have to build a deck, right? And then you have that deck and then you mm-hmm. have to know how to use it and know these, you know, like it feels like there's this big, uh, you know, barrier of entry. But when you're just with everyone else and you pick cards out of a pool and then you just play, you're all figuring it out as you play it. And it's more, much more fun. Well, and, you're not and, like... and, and, you know, and an element, too, of that is if you're playing like, you know, you think of like the older tournaments, which were mostly rigged anyway, just right. like the way people were yeah. playing it. Uh-huh. Um, gasp. Um, 
everybody is drawing from this kind of randomized pool of cards, right? So it's not like you're like, oh, this guy has like the card, right? Right. So like, we're just going to get, you know, he's going to wipe the floor with us. It's not the case. It's, you know, you get your, your selection of stuff and so do they. So, yeah. To me, like draft is the way to learn any game. Like if you're interested in getting mm. in, into any of the card games, when it's possible in the future to be in person, cool. If they have, you know, sure. something online and they have till then mode. play triple try. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it just lets you see the game at a, at a slower pace and then you get into it and then you're like, oh, I would need that card for my real deck. And that's how they get you. Just it it you works. Know. I mean, it works really well, like the way that they they changed the uh, the timer now. It yeah. works 90 seconds total. So yeah. that means you have four four games going. Each of them will last a maximum of 90 seconds. Maybe you finish sooner. So mm-hmm. you finish your game. You wait for everything else to to do it. They compute like who's, you know, the order of, of you know, who's in first, second, third, whatever. They put people into another match. They do three of those and that's it. And then if you get like first place, you get, I think it's like three, three card packs, a little mm-hmm. bit of NGP. Like it's, it's really it's cool. nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear because I, I didn't try it. I just haven't had a lot of time. Yeah, but I wanted I to. I, I needed. To, I needed to get that off my chest. Like <laughs> as soon as I tried this, I'm like, all right, I need to. Yeah. I need to clear the. Cl- it's clear the air a little bit to both know and admit when you are wrong. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Triple triad draft tournaments are solid. Excellent. I mean, I'm glad because I don't think many of us. I don't think any of us, except for maybe Aldino, were expecting much from this. So it's nice to have something that's a good little surprise. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. What else? Ocean oh, fishing. So anybody? Anybody do? I didn't ocean have a chance yet? to do ocean mm-hmm. fishing yet. Oh, looks like nobody. Me neither. Me neither. Ooh, sorry. So it's sorry. it's it's one of those things too, though, right? Where it's like there's a few little additions, but like most, like overall, like just yeah. ocean fishing content. We've talked about that before, right? We've ex- I think at this point, most of us have experienced that. Um, it's just they've they've given you a, a couple little like missions to do while you're out there in a couple new areas. So mm-hmm. I mean, anybody I'm glad. That? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I'm glad at least that they're still supporting it, right? Right, And it's funny because I think for me, things like ocean fishing and um, even the triple triad edition, right? My big rush, like the first week when stuff releases is always that main content. And because like our static is starting up again, I was like, okay, well, I got to do all this other stuff. But those things have really nice kind of longevity so that when you get through all of the rest of the things, you can be like, oh, yeah, ocean fishing got an expansion, you know, like, so then you're like, I guess Mm -hmm. I'll go do some ocean fishing. And you've kind of run out of some of the other stuff so i'll probably try it then although i didn't go like super intensely hard on it like you did fusion when it first came out so i still got Look, some rewards i needed i, I needed <laughs> i needed baby and daddy shark baby right? shark <laughs> yes yes i had to have it and i'm gonna need that plushie yeah yeah mm-hmm. taito um, why why can't square enix you own taito like why can't you just Bring that I, stuff I, I would I would like to have a bunch of the little things as little figures. I have a bunch mm-hmm. of them already. I mean, I'm like I'm like 90 percent sure that that Square owns Taito. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's if you don't, you should. I, I guess I think they don't. do. You got money. Yeah, I want that, I you want just released shirt. some more Final Fantasy VII. You got money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, maps. Anybody do maps yet? Uh, yes, I did maps. I mean, it, <gasps> it's it's as expected. Right. I I like really it's... honestly miss the roulette map. Um, pretty bad because I like. There's like some small layer of anxiety when it's like pick this door, or pick this door, and you could totally screw it up, man. Yep. Um. All you gotta do roulette, is it's pick like, the right hit one. button. Can't do anything about it now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I kind of like that version. And uh, actually, yeah. when I, I did, I did a group with, I think, seven to eight people, and we all had three maps. It was a fair amount of maps. We didn't, oh, wow. maybe, maybe got like a third of the portal. So it wasn't as many portals as we would have liked, but all of them were roulette except for one. Mm. Yeah, I did. Um, uh, I ended up jumping into a, a group last night. Um, I think like mine and like one other one uh, didn't get the roulette. But uh, mm. yeah, I mean, it's 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 the roulette treasure map dungeon. I mean, there's like really it. not a whole. Like it. Yeah. It's did they amazing. add new? Did they add anything new? Like any new little quirky mechanics like the mandragoras or things like that where there's. I don't think so. See, I didn't think so either. I we did have uh, one of the groups that I'm a part of did have a treasure map night this week, but I could have gone to it, so I didn't get to do to do it to see. But I always like when they add a little bit of something with the new iteration. You know, you yeah. get some new it's little a, mini game, some new little I surprise. Don't do the maps enough to be like, oh, this is a new mob? Like it's just like it's I don't know if I kill them if it is chest- new or not. <laughs> but uh, you know the the like big gritty esque mob. They had some rainbow yeah. color ones of those that you have to fight. The, there's like a big one and he, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. and he, he spawns like three or four little ones and you have to deal with all of them spinning around and sucking you in at the same it's, time. You know, it's, it's interesting on, on that, just kind of a, a general observation of this patch. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of rainbows. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Like, yeah, like right. that, that, that <laughs> model is very rainbowy. There's some rainbowy stuff in Eden. Uh, yep. Matoya's Relic is basically like a rainbow like volcano I, I don't know how else to... oh i want to cram as many rainbows into this game as yes. can possibly be fit in here um i mean i'm all for the rainbow life i love it uh, but I mean, when we get to the rain <laughs> stuff too i mean yeah with our spoiler review there will be more discussion of this as well Ooh, but yeah yeah there there were definitely there was some rainbow imagery this time around some i think just oh, for yeah. whimsy and fun some Maybe with a with a greater purpose. Subtle maybe. undertones. Subtle yeah. undertones and supporting, you know, all of us who are LGBTQA plus. I don't know. But um yeah, I mean, I like rainbows, so I'm I'm all about that. <laughs> uh but the was it I think I might have been one of the first people no, I was maybe like the third person to get the roulette. And uh I was the first person to get the paintbrushy boat to draw mm. from maps. Except mm. the way that we do our maps, we go kind of like round robin. So you may not get the thing that drops on your map, but everybody gets a good thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I like that, actually. Yeah. So I, I did not get the paintbrush remote. I rolled a 94 and was like, <gasps> and then somebody rolled a 99. Mm-hmm. That's okay, <laughs> because I only go with my friends, so my friends are still getting good stuff. But yeah. the really cool thing about the paintbrush remote is all four colors are part of the paintbrush remote. So oh, you don't realize. have to get... Yeah, you don't have to okay. get four different emotes. They're all part of the same singular emote, but it is from maps, so you have to do maps. That's nice. There's some good is rewards. That the the decadent decoration or whatever it's called. Is that the yes. paintbrush? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I, I saw that drop a few times uh, last night, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. That's the paintbrush. <laughs> Lot on it. Noted. Well, I, I mean, I greet it anyway, but, you know, yeah. didn't get it. So cool. Um, Let's see what else. What else is there? Oh, and and it's stuff always... like uh, shell leather, you can get outside the shell leather and the cloth softener mm-hmm. stuff. You can get outside yeah. now as well. Nice. So the stuff that I was think... hard to get before inside is outside. Mm. Yeah, and I think uh, I think calfskin is from this yeah, as well. That's the new one. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's that that really nice looking leather set that we we've mm-hmm. seen with the cap and the, the cap that doesn't work on Viera. Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm real sorry. I'm so sorry. I... I'm, I'm so sorry, sorry too. I am also sorry. I'm so sorry. 
down to the very bottom of my soul because nothing like almost none of the headpieces work on Viera this time around. There's like a few, but even in the new tombstone gears and stuff, none of the hoods work. None of the, I just, at this point, I just don't, I don't even, I don't even know what to say anymore, except for please, please fix this. (laughs) Please. Yeah. At least all of the healer bodies are really cute. I mean, yeah, all the bodies and stuff are adorable. But talking about, yeah. It's, it's just, t- you know, it's if, just tough. If, if you ever need a Fantasia, let me know. <laughs> no. I just don't, don't give up. Give don't up. give in. No, I don't, don't want do to give up. Never give up. Never surrender. Yeah. It's, it's just oh like, <laughs> it is a continued and ongoing problem. And it's so frustrating. Right. Like, I really, I keep thinking to myself, and I know a lot of other players are in the same boat where they're like, well, this time, surely they made them all for, oh. Mm-hmm. And then you try them on and you can't. Um, so, I mean, that continues to be a problem. And I really hope they say something here in the patch cycle because it does stink not being able to get excited for stuff like this. Like when we have no other baseball caps in the game, I'm not putting it on my girl. That's not mm-hmm. her aesthetic. You know what I mean? One baseball but... <laughs> cap in the game. <laughs> but it's like if there is one kind of a hat or if there is a thing that you've been looking for for the aesthetic of your character and you just can't put it on it's so frustrating so there is that but all the rewards that came from treasure maps this time around are really good i love you know Mm -hmm. that set that you can Mm -hmm. make and all the other things the emote and stuff so i mean maps are always a good way just to kill some time with friends too and get some good gear really you know i actually like that baseball cap a lot more than i thought i would they're a good way to cap out as well the thing if you're tired of expert already Yeah, the thing that bugs me though is the shoes from that set. They're like a really nice, like a black sneaker. Mm-hmm. No, so- no socks. So you'll have <laughs> this whole like leather leather set, and then you have just like skin showing between the the pant and the and the just foot. Just pretend it's an there's... ankle sock. <laughs> yeah, fusion. No, it's an I ankle just, sock. I want a, I want a sock. I want an actual. See, I don't know you which don't like one is notion? cooler. Yeah, I don't know which one is cooler or not cool because I feel as though unless you have like real nice fancy socks, socks showing mm-hmm. in the gap of your pants is considered less cool. So I can see maybe why they mm-hmm. left them. That's why there it's are ankle socks. For like Welcome if you want to wear the, radio, the shoes we're with We're going to go on a 15 tights. minute tangent mm-hmm. about socks. That's right. right. But like if you want to wear the shoes with tights, right? Having yeah. also socks on top mm-hmm. of the tights would look silly. Dumb. Mm-hmm. Would look silly. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry about your socks, man. Yeah, I'm really sorry, Fusion. <laughs> this is really sad. I mean, pour one out for no socks. Yeah, to um, me, like I don't understand no show socks at all. Anyway, so like in real life, so well, you okay? I don't. Yeah, I. That's I like I them. It's just, it's just this weird. Is, this is silly. I like them for when I'm wearing pants that I'm gonna wear boots over. Yeah, see so that's, that there's not yeah. like pant boot overlap. Right. Or like what? pant sock overlap because because you know you have like your pants hit your ankle and then you have this, the ankle sock and then you wear boots over all of it and it's flat mm-hmm. instead of being no. like overlapped. Then what you got to do is you tuck your pants into the socks <laughs> and then it's extra comfy then you put the boot on right over. Otherwise, yeah. when you're wearing the boot, the ankle sock is going to get rolled down inside your boot while you walk. That's also okay. cold so weather have, stuff too. I have like really small feet so my <laughs> socks never roll down ever. <laughs> Well, I already pull up extra high. My God, you monster. I have huge, <laughs> I have huge duck feet. So <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a complete tangent. It's but a tangent. Yeah. Fashion and socks. And Vera heads, and socks. Uh, Vera had pieces, please. And I guess some socks for fusion. His feet just, are cold. Maybe, maybe for Christmas, just get some ear warmers for the Vera. We'll just put two big socks. Right. On the. <laughs> I mean, it's at least it would be something. I would I'm take that. Trying. 
I'm just trying not to, to rant about it, like, technically, because I just don't understand it. Be Literally being someone who deals with rigs for characters all day long, I don't understand why you can't just disable that part. I don't understand. I've done it before, literally. So I, I don't understand. There must be something. So I don't maybe want to talk. Maybe it's the way the hair is rigged or something. I like guess they so. can't get rid of the hair without ears. Yeah, and, maybe because the then hair. the hair would be really like mm-hmm. weird. I PS, don't know though because there PS4 are limitations. I don't know. Yeah. There's definitely some hats already where the ears just clip through. Yeah, right? that's why yeah. I'm really confused. But you know, they just it, it's just, just it's that the screw person, it, just put it on, just have it clip, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the person in charge is actually an intern, and the intern just keeps forgetting to hit the checkbox. That's, the <laughs> <only reason. laughs> that's it. <laughs> I you know. I have hope that in February we'll we'll hear that we don't have any new races, but we have a lot more customization. That's what my hope is. So hopefully, maybe when they'll they'll come yeah. out and announce that they're actually going to finish, <laughs> right? <laughs> the races. Yeah, I'm still hopeful that they're going to do the flip flop, just like uh, sure, yeah, just yeah. like 1.0. Would, we had male nice. Rogadin and female Mikote, and two came out and they gave us female Rogadin and mm-hmm. male Mikote. So it that's would be my nice. hopes. Yeah. So here's 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 the question then: Would you rather have the the opposite genders oh. or have? I mean, I don't play it, ones? but I feel like yes, that's what I would rather. Rick see. hates me so much for asking that question. She's right? Like, How do you decide? It's, for me, it's not an either. It's not an either or. For right. me, it's like if you're mm. going to finish the races, then you're going to finish mm. the races. Like do the opposite gender and give them all the hairstyles, especially the paid hairstyles okay. that you spent right. money on that might be on that character. Yeah. And make the headpieces work. Like, I get if they, we've said this so many times, we don't have right. to keep going on about it. But it's like, I get <laughs> if they can't retroactively do mm-hmm. all of the gear. But right. it just like coming into a new patch, it really is. It is disheartening. And that's not to say that I don't love so many other things about the game and so many other things, even just about Viera. Obviously, I'm still playing them. But it really stinks when I see like, oh man, I love those new Bloodborne styled sets that came out. Oh, whoa. I love those cool face plates with like the porcelain kind of mask in the hood. And then you just, it doesn't even matter. Like you could spend all day farming them and you're not going to get that appearance. You can't Mm -hmm. have it. And it's. I have a very important question for you. Yes. Is that a Namazu with a bandit mask on behind you? No, that's just with his own face behind me. It's just a normal Namazu. Yes, yes. yeah. Okay. Okay. So, because your room is dark and it, it like looked extra dark, so I was like, yeah. this is, "Did you like make him a custom mask?" Like is I he did. Ended Namazu. Yes, I I have for a long time said I can never cosplay because I don't know how to sew, but I specialize in one thing, and that is making Namazu outfits. So, <laughs> okay. No, that's just my little buddy. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, that's the, the really distracted. Like, I'm I'm looking at your your camera as you're talking. Like, really interested in what you're talking, and then like look slightly behind your head, and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I, I moved him. Everybody's been so shocked. He was up on one of my shelves, and I moved him for this past week. So I was like, I should just put him behind me. And everybody's been like, Is that an Amazu? And I'm like, <laughs> Yes, it, it is. is. Yep. I have also fallen we'll, 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 we'll victim to that. Uh, is that? Yeah. We'll link the link to uh, Rook's Etsy store for Namazu clothing down below. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And um, like, I'm, like, I'm honestly considering uh, it now that the Paisa ones are out because you can take his little chef outfit off, right? So you can, can put you? any kind of yes. It's like it's like uh, sewn on. Oh. So if you like snip oh. the the things, you can pull his outfit off. 
So I'm like super mm. considering being like, I need to get a, a paisa, cut his little mm. clothes off, and then sew some different clothes and just open an Etsy store. I have the mm. uh, the Namazoo's on a, on a bookcase in the bedroom. It has the uh, the yellow Chocobo hat from FanFest because it was a little too, I have a bigger head. So like all out of hats don't really fit. So I just put it on the Namazoo and he looks like such a tourist with it on. It's great. So this is not <laughs> like actually just... a hands-on 5.4 uh, episode. This is about fashion. This is a yeah. fashion episode. We're going to talk Pice about fashion, socks Mazu and fashion. Yeah. All right. What else about 5.4 can we talk about? Let's see. It's like some other content Ooh. came out, but I'm not really yeah. sure. It's it. We're trying to do all the, the smaller stuff first. Um, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, we Ooh. can talk about Monk a little. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Does anybody play Monk? I don't play it, but I've been kind of watching the reaction. And sure. so far, it's 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 mixed, but good. Um, Damage-wise, yeah. you can feel the difference. Um, mm-hmm. You can see the difference in places where you can see differences like that. Not that they exist. Is, are um, the differences better or worse? Better. Definitely okay. better. Positive. Yeah, they're positive okay. differences. Good. The jury's out on, on complexity, right? Because, yeah. you know, that's, sure. that's the thing about Monk, right? Um, jury's still out on that, but damage-wise, it is an increase. Yes. So. Okay. Uh, I've heard from our monk that he feels like he's on crack cane. Yeah. <laughs> that he's super fast. Just and, non-stop punching. Yeah. He's like, he, in the middle of, of a baby Eden raid, which I guess we can talk about next. Yeah. He just goes, he yeah. goes, you guys, you guys, look at this ability I've never got to use before. It just uses tornado kick. I yeah. was like, that's actually a really cool animation. I've never seen it. <laughs> There's a lot of good. There's definitely a lot of good. Yeah. I don't think that it's done. I mean, none of the classes jobs are yeah, done. Sure. Um, but I think it's, it is a positive change. Um, yeah, I mean, think about it. Not having to stack up to your full speed. You mm-hmm. just start at your speed. Like, that's, that's insane. You're out of 60. Um, yeah. That was the yeah. impression I had just from kind of going through the notes with uh, right. the, uh, gosh, well, there was the, the timer for, what was it, the one that uh, eliminates directional requirements? Where they oh, like took it down yeah. from like sixty seconds to like thirty seconds, just like right. damn. I mean, they have they have a lot of ways to get the um, uh, to ignore stances and to ignore positionals. Now they have even more, um, so that's really nice for a raiding monk. You know, there's a lot of times where you just have mm-hmm. to be on one side or the other, or in front, or who knows. So yeah, yeah, it makes sense from the design mentality that they have been. I think reinforcing with the changes in the direction that they took coming into Shadowbringers. I mean, we've talked about this a lot. The idea of like, should there be high ceiling, like high ceiling, sorry, high skill ceiling classes where, got it, third try, where, you know, playing really proficiently gives you significantly more damage than maybe simpler classes, right? Mm-hmm. And it's tough because as a player, I like those classes. Like, I like when I have a class that I can really perfect and dig into, and that might be more punishing, but that's really rewarding when you learn it and you're like juggling all the different things. But I think they've really showed that they are doing an opposite, which is not like a bad thing. I mean, just like you're saying, Aldino, it's not Mm -hmm. as though it is a bad thing. It's just a different design mentality versus having these discrepancies in classes, right? Where, you know, some might be harder to play, some might be easier. And there's some sort of reflective balance because of that. They really do seem to have gone the route of we want all classes to be viable. We want all of them to generally be about the same in potencies, etc. And because of that, it means that they aren't going to punish those simpler classes, right? 
So instead, they've decided, well, it's not really fair to have these high punishment classes if these simpler classes are going to be doing about the same potencies, if not better, with much less energy. Just you know what I better. mean? It's mm. just like... It's tough because I I do think it takes a little bit of some of the fun away from the design of those classes. The idea that like this class, you have to do X to really excel at it, you know? Um, But at the same time, I mean, I think it is unfair to expect somebody to play a class that is way more punishing or way more difficult, but not get like a significant, you know, reward for doing it well. It's weird that we see that and also the opposite because we have Samurai who kicks everybody's butt, Monk, that is more difficult and doesn't do as high damage. But we also have like Black Mage and and Red Mage. Red Mage is simpler and doesn't do as much damage. Which one are you going to do? Square Enix, like pick pick a side or even... Well, it depends. Are you working on Prog or... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. It's it's that you have to keep that identity with with each job, but you also kind of have to balance it. But realistically jobs can serve a purpose right so i i don't envy the people that have to deal with that (laughs) yeah it's it's a it's a hard hard balance and you know one of the things is in contrast to a game like wow um we are much much closer so much closer even the lowest damage is not as far off as the lowest damage in in wow uh, especially after this new expansion Uh, it's it's really swingy um, but it's, that is not, that doesn't feel good if your class is harder to play, period. Yep. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It does not. Is that so, Mr. Summoner? <laughs> it does not feel good. I mean, I'm doing Red Mage for Prague mostly because it's Prague, but also because Red Mage is creeping up too. Not, not a lot, but it is going up a little bit. And then as, as a caster, honestly, if you filled the caster slot, you have to decide. Am I raising because of Prague? Am I raising a little bit less and I can do Summoner? Or do I want to do damage? And I, I really don't like that. Um, I, I, I've never liked it, but it's the way you kind of have to go. Um, right. I don't think that raising should be as much of a tax as it is, because some places, like um, let's just say the first fight of Eden and Savage, at some points, raising is not a good idea. Um, not, <laughs> not very great. No, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... <laughs> It's, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, they're, they're navigating it probably better than I've seen most MMOs navigate it, but it's still not as it's funny. fulfilling, right? We're so <laughs> spoiled, but we're also like, but you, right. but you did so good. Why can't you just be perfect? <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's good. You're already talking. right there. Just go. <laughs> I mean, just it's pass. good to keep it's talking all you about gotta it. Do. Because, like, I mean, you're right, Aldino, you know, everything you said I think is so spot on. We really are in Final Fantasy XIV, probably in all the MMOs that I play, the most balanced as far as classes go, which is nice because there is a real frustration, especially in other MMOs where you can't play all the mm-hmm. classes on one character. Like, right. that's a huge differentiator for me with the style of fourteen versus the style of other MMOs. Like, if you have a main character that you have geared that is X class, they cannot do anything else, you know? That is the class that they are. So if the balance isn't well-tuned in that game, you have to make a whole new character. You have to level that character. You have to gear that character. Like, it is so much more arduous. In 14, it's funny because I think we have some of the best balance, and people obviously have favorite classes to play, but the flexibility of choice is much greater. So to me, I'm like, 
I think that if people have more freedom to choose, it gives you a little more freedom. But I also totally agree that it doesn't feel good when you have a class that just doesn't do as well as others. And this idea that you have complexity and simplicity, I guess, to a degree. And then there's also in 14, this differentiation between a utility class and a like non-utility damage or, you know, direct kind of class. So utility or classes that have some kind of functionality in that way tend to always get a little bit of the short end of the stick and damage and stuff because that utility is supposed to be so powerful that it balances out your lesser damage. But that's just not really the case. <laughs> it's just not. So having reses, I mean, like you said, Aldino, I mean, they've, they've increased Red Mage, and I think even this last patch we got an increase mm -hmm. for it, right? Because mm -hmm. really, resing is not the end-all be-all. There are plenty of fights where a res is not going to save anything, you know? Right. Two reses isn't going to save anything. If you've messed up the mechanics, you've messed them up, that's it, that's the end. Right. It, there's, there's much less freedom with that um, compared to other games where, I mean, I think resing isn't punished as much as a utility, right. and you may even be able to res like a full party or, you know, people all in you one. Raise yourself. Yourself. <laughs> right, some, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. And, uh, you know, Hmong changes, it's, it's hard to say, like there's, there's real calculus going on. <laughs> they, I mean, serious. It's, I believe it's, you. It's but that word scares me. I mean, you know, Math? downtime oh, is way, no. way better. Downtime is way better. That's the main thing. Like, recovering mm -hmm. from downtime is way better. And a lot of the changes we saw, like, to Red Mage were to the beginning of combos. To the first hit of your melee combo. To the first, you know, to Jolt. To uh, Verstone and... I always forget. Yeah, Verstone and Verfire, I think. Because it's lightning and arrow, yeah. I don't know, I pressed the button. Um, but right. it's to the beginning <laughs> of those. When you had to recover from something, right? Because you have to start over then. Um, it's, it's kind of an interesting way to do it. Uh, and Monk, like, the burst is insane. Like, they can get up really as high as, you know, Samurai or whatever in their opener. But, you know, it, it kind of evens out. But if there's more downtime, they do more damage, basically. So. Yeah, downtime's always the killer. Like, I, you right. know, I played uh, through uh, Matoya's Relict as, as Dragoon, and it's been a while since I've played I was, like, Dragoon. actually going to ask you if you'd picked it up to, to see the differences. Right. Um, I mean, I didn't really know. You know, it's like it's like what like an extra ten potency on mm -hmm. uh, on, on chaos rust or something. Um, yeah, but it's like it's been so long that like you know between poles and the boss and all this stuff, like I lost my my right. my my stance and it's like, oh. oh yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? <laughs> Look for dragoon to be next with this treatment, right? Yeah, because it just makes sense to me. Oh, you know, and, and that's what I've why what I've been saying since Samurai came out, right? This mm -hmm. idea of of stances and all this kind of stuff, like. Eh. So I'll be I'll be really curious, especially after these monk changes. Um, mm -hmm. I'm I'm really curious to see in the future, right? Because and we talked about this a little bit before the idea of positionals um, with with these monk changes. They're really just kind of like here's a button to ignore them, and you get like yeah. three charges of it. It really makes me wonder because you, I don't know if you necessarily need those, but they do help a lot in that height that skill ceiling discussion right so mm -hmm. i'm really curious what what if if there if any changes are going to be made to that with with 6.0 i'm really I curious absolutely i think so i think that they're implementing this stuff now as as trials for mm -hmm. how they're going to be adjusting stuff in 6.0 well and i mean and keep in mind too you do i mean since since last expansion even um like eureka we saw characters 
uh, or monsters that don't have that little front arrow, right? It's just mm-hmm. a circle. It's just positional. It doesn't matter where you are. So it's it's interesting. Like you have them, but then in some content, it doesn't matter. Like it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be just curious say to right now, they... I hope they never ch- actually change that. Because I use that little front arrow, <laughs> right. especially when you can't tell where a sure. boss's face is. Oh, sure. Please don't, please don't ever yeah, take that away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the arrow's good. Yeah. But Fusion, I, I agree with you. I wouldn't be surprised if we see them take positionals out of the equation. It's, I mean, it's a weird thing that like only melee DPS have to deal mm-hmm. with. And I think that mm-hmm. initially, again, it was that idea of like a skill ceiling payoff for more direct damage on an enemy. That like, you know, melee DPS are the hard hitters, they're in close, you know, they're taking a higher risk, but they can deal more damage and they have to do these positionals because of that. But with all the other changes, like you were saying from like, even like the tank stance, cleric stance, all these other things that we've slowly seen them like peel out of combat. This is just one of those weird extra ones that it's like, well, honestly, you know, if you're going to have a caster that can do just about as much damage as a melee, why does melee still have to deal with positionals, but nobody else has to deal with that? I mean, that's the thing. And I think that's part of why, I mean, you know, other than uh, Machinist just being an absolute badass, this expansion, like, I don't have to worry about positionals or like when that when that very first Eden fight came out with all the lasers and stuff going off i was like oh hell no i'm not melee in this like, <laughs> everyone's like okay so this is how you beat him and this is the uptime strategy it's like oh gosh that it irks me that that has to be a thing like yeah. you know if you're melee like you have to uh i don't know but I'm, yeah i mean like like they're saying in chat like positions need to stay because it's one of the the, yeah. the only things that has that 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 skill right. differential, right? So I, I I'll agree. be curious to see what if they do anything with it. Yeah, you know, as a as a caster, I mean, I was melee DPS in every other MMO I've ever played, right? I'm, I only cast here, honestly. Um, and positionals weren't a thing in the other games that I played. Good or bad, I'm not sure. But I think 14 stands out because of the positionals in melee. And I really love that. And mm. I love that that's how you... Um, you really show your mastery, uptime, and being in sure. the right place, and dealing with the mechanics too. Because as a caster, that's really important. Because you know you have to learn to slide cast, right? The best casters cast more spells than others during the same fight because they are always right. casting. They find a way, and I think that that sort of optimization is really important to keep for people who want that extra level. So I don't want to see positionals go away, but I I could see them going. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, and the other the other kind of thought, right, that comes to mind, and, and we we asked this back um, before Stormblood came out with the way that they made those those combo adjustments mm-hmm. in PvP. You know, everybody yeah. was like, well, "Why not have them in <laughs> PvE?" You know, so I who knows? I no. mean, you know, it's no. one of those things Ugh. where you know they they keep adding actions. Mm-hmm. The hot bar keeps filling up, and then right. they remove some actions because there's too many things, and then they add duty actions and. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah I don't know I'm just really curious how uh, again like if if at all like if there's going to be any big changes to to, right. to battle in in six point what that could be I mean coming into Shadowbringers they remove TP right <laughs> you know like that Jeez, used to be a thing um, that, that that occurs to me every now and then uh, I was doing one of the baby Eden fights yesterday and uh, I was standing in one of the towers you have to stand in in pairs and there's a warrior next mm-hmm. to me just like spamming his axe throw and I'm like. Don't you don't you love that they took TP out? Because without that change, yeah. you'd be just it'd be gone. Because he did it no like twenty times, you know. Right. 
I mean, yeah. th look, there's some times where even if you're, you know, you, you need to do damage and you, you're just not close enough. So you just need to. Yeah. <laughs> what I, what I will certainly weapon is that as a caster, if positionals go away, where is my damage? Ooh. Where is my damage? Why, why am I being punished? Because I have to stand still to cast and raising takes away my MP, mm -hmm. which mainly don't have to worry about a resource. Mm -hmm. And you still have to do the most mechanics because we're still going to do uptime strats. So range is still going to do more. So range doing less damage by default and then doing more mechanics and then melee not having to do positionals would not be quite happy about that. Yeah, and, and you know, I think now. too, an important note in this discussion as well, uh, Yoshida's job of choice is Black Mage. Right. So uh, exactly. he's very aware of movements <laughs> and, yeah. and things when they're designing these these this, this battle content, so... Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And and then I think you're definitely on the right sort of trail here with the idea that they might be trying things out leading up to 6.0. I mean, I think that there were a lot of really good, good changes. I mean, White Mage as a class, holy cow, in Stormblood, I was like, what are you even doing? <laughs> Why? Why do these stupid lilies exist? Everything about how you've structured this is counterintuitive to how people actually play this class like it was so 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 messy and the i like the structure of it wasn't terrible but it was obviously just not fully realized and they really it, it just was hadn't it was rough through, because you know? that was the introduction of the of the job, the job ui thing mm -hmm. so so like we need one for each job yeah and it's it's actually really interesting if you pick up the art book for for stormblood they have the concept arts and stuff for what they were thinking about doing for some of these job gauges and it's just like boy, things changed a lot. Yeah, and it's, I mean, that was definitely one of the classes that I think suffered the most for it. And then coming into Shadowbringers, they really were like, okay, let's try to figure out how to make this a thing. And I mean, as somebody who played Astrologian through all of Stormblood and then came to Shadowbringers and really enjoyed uh, White Mage again, even though it is a little more straightforward and things like that, I was like, this feels much better. So like, there have been some really good changes, but personally, it is hard for me because, I mean, Stormblood Astrologian was one of my absolute favorites. And do I feel like now it is a more watered down process? Yes. Do I find it as fun? No. Do I think that just like this discussion about Monk, it's fine and it plays fine and it probably does better in certain areas? Sure. But we have also had a lot of discussion recently about a lot of the classes' identities or like genre of classes' identities becoming more uniform. The play style between each of the healers has become more similar. The tank play styles more similar. Like, and on especially one hand, there, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Like on one hand, that makes it easier for somebody to pick up any of those classes and play them. But on the other hand. It's not as it's not as fun, I think, to pick up a new class and engage with it and have something that really makes it different. So that when you're sitting there and you're picking, you're like, oh, I just like playing warrior, so I'm gonna play warrior, or I just like doing this, so I'm gonna do this. It becomes more of a like, I mean, I'll do whatever. So I guess I like my glam more on Gunbreaker. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> like, well, like, so so I guess, you know, and this this kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier, right? So the, the question here, I guess, then is would you rather that that jobs play drastically more different than they do now and then risk having the you know like something like the dps balance mm -hmm. be that wildly different right because i think that's kind of part of why 
everything is balanced so well because yeah, maybe the jobs are a little samey with what they can do, mm-hmm. right? I so. it's hard to say, yeah. I mean, it, no matter what, they're going to have this problem forever and they're going to keep addressing yeah. it. And we're going to keep seeing these back and forths. We're going to keep seeing Bard get 10 potency and then nothing, you know, and it doesn't really do anything. Bard change is coming, 10 potency. Right. Um, what? You know, we're going to continue see, seeing kind of homogenization of support as well. Because one, one of the smaller things that Monk got was Brotherhood now affects everyone. Now, some people mm-hmm. didn't even know that Brotherhood is only melee. I, I was intrinsically aware yeah. because I'm a cast. However... Um, now that it does do it, you know, for everyone, you kind of go, oh, yeah, everyone has, no one has anything that just buffs one person or one type of role anymore. Yeah, no, that's Bart not does. True. Yeah. Well, not, not one role, but Bart does in that uh, all of their buffs are for everyone else but them. Right. And then Red Mage is still physical only with their AoE Really? Mm-hmm. It's, it's magic for you. It's physical for everyone else. So you don't buff any of your magic users. It's not just damage, right? I guess um, I guess that kind of works a little bit more for them because theoretically they're the only caster in a raid situation yeah. at least. Yeah. But it's, it's you know, it's some of these weird things, right? Yeah. It's it's um, such a weird thing too. I mean, just the, the structure of the game in general. There's, there's, there are kind of support-ish like utility abilities mm-hmm. but there's no like support job it, I so would like be... I 100% this okay go ahead is such a tangent i know that's true that's, <laughs> that's very... what we do here but we, we talked about socks about earlier you didn't think that yeah. we would go off but we talked about socks for you know two minutes yeah. i mean it is Fair. the thing is though that like these monk changes have been a huge discussion point with yeah. you know especially with this new tier of rating and all sorts of things I don't think that like here in 5.4, this is an unrealistic discussion to be having, right? Because we are seeing them deal with some of these final classes that maybe didn't quite get brought into line with a lot of the other things from Shadowbringers. So this like change for Monk, I think is a very specific thing that does indicate stuff that could be happening in the future, Mm -hmm. you know? So like this larger scale discussion of like, what were they going to do with this change, this Monk change? weirdly enough has these like ripple effects that I think will speak to even some of these design mentalities Mm -hmm. going into 6.0, which is why the community has been so like, if anybody's just been watching monks foam at the mouth over this, it's like, it's because there's a lot of, there is a lot of discussion about this in the community right now and the direction that it could take. So it's not a a total tangent, but it's a little bit. Yeah. I mean, any, any time that they, they change a job, especially, you know, after that, like that point one or point uh, two patch, it's at that point, they have at least a general idea of what the next expansion is going to bring. Right. So it's like, okay, maybe we'll, we'll give bar 10 potency for now. And then in the expansion, we'll, we'll change some stuff. Um, But with monk, I mean, so much has changed. um, And, and, they're not going to change it all again, right? In six point oh, and so I oh think yeah, they are. A... Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I I honestly I, mean... I I do not fear and do not not expect. That is, I do expect big big old changes to any job at any time. Having played Bard mm. for so long, like they <laughs> no one they is will safe. on a they will on a whim just be like, you know what. We uh we think that you should play like this instead. Guess what? You're a caster. Oh, and then you're not again. Ah, and then Astro the card system. Like they took the heart of that and were just like, eh. Here, let's get, the heart of do the it. Cards. Yes, the heart of the cards. 
They ripped it out, tore it up, threw it away, and stuck in a, a what, do you, what do you call a replacement heart? The uh, robot one? <laughs> oh, you can just say a robot heart. Robot, robot heart. Head. They put in a robot heart. And so now it's it doesn't it doesn't have heart. Right. It is you can, if you can tell I don't like new cards. But anyway, <laughs> they they will at any point point at a job and be like, "You, you're going to be completely different." So I, hmm. I, I am definitely not going to say the changes won't like they won't happen. They will. They will. You know, you know, monk like fists and punching. That's cool. Uh, we're going to change all your moves to headbutts, but hitting things with your head hurts. So each each headbutt action, each each time you attack, it's going to take one percent of your HP away. Um, please look forward a, to six point oh. We hope you enjoy. Stack of grease lightning away. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna re- replace your job gauge with a con- uh, concussion gauge. Wow! Even at this point, though, Monk still has some things that like don't yeah. really work. Mm-hmm. So it has okay. to have changes. It has yeah. to. I mean, sure. it could also be too that they are looking to complete Monk's kit with the next cap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's definitely something that I think I felt with the Shadowbringers changes. Funnily enough, where class is now at cap. Feel I I I think most of them, even with my own conflicting feelings about robot heart. Thank you so much with Astrologian and stuff, right? <laughs> like most of them, for the most part, feel fairly well rounded when they are at max now. But there were a lot of classes where, like that sort of gradual progression, sort sort of got nixed to where until you have your full kit at cap, you were like why exactly do I have this and this and that? And then, th- but I feel like I have a weird gap in this one spot for like an ability that I would need to use. Cause or- you do. Yes. And then you hit and then like- you, you get 80 and it's magically like, oh. Yes. Okay. And you're like, oh. So I'm wondering if these like monk changes, I mean, kind of like how Sam, although Sam's not the most complicated, but when you hit a certain point, you at least get a little bit of something to make it a little spicier, you know? I'm wondering if monk yeah. is going to, like they are looking ahead. so. We will get something that feels more like the fully realized new challenge of Monk with the next level cap, and they'll build off of what they've done here. Or, I mean, Zed, yeah, okay. you're right. They could totally scrap everything. They honestly could. <laughs> they have. Hopefully, like, for the sake of Monks, I hope they don't scrap the whole thing, but there are still things in there that... Could you imagine, need, like, need relearning fixed, Monk so. with, with this patch, and then 6.0 comes along, and they're like, all right, here's... Just completely, like, give it the give it the machinist treatment, it's, and just completely... It's happened before. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, Eden. I think we haven't yeah, really touched on Eden. Eden. Uh, yeah, I loved the Eden. incredibly subtle. You would only recognize it if you played a lot of eight references. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I were, didn't. Uh, and, and I'll tell you why. Okay. it's a good reason. I, I hope it's a good reason. Um, previously, when we saw references to stuff, they were much more direct. It was like, we saw a character, sure. we saw a bad guy, sure. we saw an area, we we heard some music. We still hear some music in this one, so that, that one's pretty spot on. But in mm-hmm. this one, um, I appreciate that it's more like a parallel reference rather than, here's Squall. But I wanted to see Squall. I wanted to see yeah. Ultimacia. I wanted to see those things. So it's cool that they were like this. This story is totally parallel to this story in a weird kind of way, but also like I didn't want that. I think for for me, right, and, and again, like without spoilers, um, the story was okay. Um, it the direction we we thought it was going uh, was not the direction it went, nope. and it fell apart at the end. 
it was kind of like, okay, okay. And then you're just like, like, what? You know, to be fair to it, and and this is maybe a bad thing. Um, I have had to watch it a couple times through a couple times uh, while I was making the uh, baby version guides. And second and third watches of cutscenes do clarify things because it is a bunch of parallel references. You kind of sure. have to line up story bits. Mm-hmm. And the more you pick up on stuff, the more interesting it makes the storyline. But the fact that you have to watch it multiple times is kind of a failing. Yeah. I, I also really appreciate um, it's it's weird because there's the, the last fight has this this mechanic. Um, and again, no, no checkpoints in, in the in the normal mode. Savage does have a checkpoint. Mm. Thank you. Yes. Thank you Freaking, for that. Oh, my God. Uh, and, and, and Savage also cut out <laughs> Happy this part tears. in the normal mode. Uh, there's this really interesting part in the last fight um, that they haven't really done before where it's it's kind of like weird narrative storytelling, mm-hmm. but in a fight um, and in the normal mode, like the first time is cool. But then after that, you're just like, uh, and, and my whole, my whole time I was going through that. I'm like, oh, this is going to be terrible. and savage, but they just cut it out. So thank you for that. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really interesting, but I think for me, yeah, it, it, it was okay. But then it, towards the end, I, I, and I don't know if this was because obviously like we had expectations, right. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't hit that. So if like that might be part of it, but at the same time, it's just I don't know. I don't know. There's just there's something about it that just didn't, for whatever reason, just mesh with me. Um, I didn't necessarily have expectations so much as like hopes that I pretty much knew weren't sure. going to happen. Mm. <laughs> there you go. So I I wasn't necessarily disappointed, but the story went to places I did not see coming, mm. and mm-hmm. while I didn't necessarily think they were out of place i didn't also think that they necessarily served a purpose Hmm. so like but you know what we did we did get some really like juicy like this one cluster of juicy information in the middle yeah but it wasn't the focus necessarily either of the whole thing and i think it would have been better if it were it 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 felt uh restrained in in what they were willing to do with it i think Mm -hmm. Hmm. Um, there's there's definitely areas where they could have just gone like full out, just like lore and connections, and they really kind of held it back. I think. Um, so I think that's kind of what what bummed me out about it a little bit. Um, but yeah, the the the, the ending for me that last fight, I just eh. right. Okay, the music of the last fight, amazing. Like mm. it's okay. I just want to say it's so good. <laughs> it's I am, Kingdom Hearts. It sounds so, so Kingdom Hearts to me. It's so here's so here's good. my I love it. my thing. Right, uh, the the final music for Savage. Yes. Yes. <gasps> I'm sorry. I have to like move away from my, my microphone. Yes. <laughs> I don't think the sorry. The music for that first phase, though, or like the normal fight. It's very like it reminds me a lot of that some of that final music that we had for Omega. Where it's just kind of like this grand epic y sounding mm-hmm. thing. And to me I'm just like, eh. It's like just generic <laughs> epicness. Oh, it's I'm, sorry. I'm not it's not I'm my sorry. thing. It's not but You're we both got, wrong. We got... <laughs> but... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I mean I get it. You're right. It does definitely sound I and I think this is this is kind of thing. I actually really like that music. I think it's really fun. But sure. I think Zen, what you're saying. Uh, and what you said makes a lot of sense to me because 
I liked this portion of Eden. I thought it was probably one of the stronger portions of Eden. I thought the story mm-hmm. did have compelling moments. I thought that Rin and Gaia, I really, really found it sweet seeing their relationship and the way that they are coming together as people. Like, that's really sweet. I really liked that. Um, it did feel, though, like this whole vision of everything is just kind of discordant. It mm-hmm. felt like a whole bunch of stuff that sort of got thrown together in like a grab bag. And like when I look back on the whole arc of all of the Eden raids, right? It's like, I like where we got and I liked this last portion fairly well. But do I wish that we had like seen more of the core of this in the earlier story? Yeah. Yes. Do I wish we had seen more just like intimate one-on-one moments with Rain and Gaia rather than it being like, and then we went to go bond at the Crystarium and you're like, great, I guess I'll imagine that, you know, like, <laughs> like I feel as though the last part was good, but all of the components that kind of came together were so discordant for me. I'm like, okay, so we have Eden and we have the eight influence, but we're not totally leaning into that, but we have the primal. So we're doing, but it's the same primals we've had like 500 times. So we're going to redo the, Okay. And then you get to like the last part of this and the last boss, I mean, has nothing to do with age. <laughs> I mean, it has nothing. That to do was, that was it's my like, thing. <sighs> it just, it feels yeah. like all of the ingredients mm-hmm. aren't coming together to make like a satisfying narrative cake, if that makes sense. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. when you look at like, and I think the, I think the boss design and the arena and the storytelling they did, all that stuff I think is cool, but it doesn't come together in like, a finale that unifies all the narrative and themes and shenanigans. Whereas it's like the I, cake from Sleeping Beauty. They made a cake. Kinda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's, I think it's weird. This is this is one of those things where and, and I've mentioned it before, right? As as somebody that I mean, obviously I'm doing I'm doing more savage now than I was when I originally had this thought, but I, I still have this thought, especially with this tier, with the you know, the phase change for Savage you really lose a lot in normal mode because of that. There's, there's just that little bit of extra story. I think that would have made it. I think that would have, that would have solved my issue. I think that I had with the ending and this boss, because you get into this fight and you're just like, what the hell? Who what is this thing? Like, what, what, is, what? And, and, and it died. And we'll, we'll mention this next week. Cause spoilers, but I mean, there, there is some like historical, like, Hey, this is what this is. And right. it's still, it's like, but why? <laughs> like what? I don't understand why this is here. Um, I think uh, Rook, you made an interesting point about uh, how the characterization felt kind of shallow, especially coming off of MSQ, where it's the strongest characterization we've seen in a while for this game, and then you have mm-hmm. the same characters suddenly over in this other thing, and it's just like, well, like what about this girl? What's her deal? Oh, okay, that's her deal. Tell me more about that. Okay, it's over. I guess not. Yeah, yeah, and, like, the raids themselves don't reinforce that narrative, right? Like, Mm-mm. we were talking about, um, like, the previous set, right? And the fact that, like, the, the culmination of that set, right, is Reen, Shiva, Heidelin. So, like, in theory, that fight alone to me says that one of the big cruxes we should be dealing with here is the legacy of Heidelin and how it has affected Reen, right? And that if we have Gaia as an entity, that we should also be getting a story from Gaia about how the legacy of what she's dealing with, in a way, brings her together with Reen so that she understands her in a way that nobody else does and can step in to save her from this thing, even though Reen has done done so much already to right. save herself, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't get that. Like, we it, get it becomes, a little bit of that yeah, first they brush part, across and the then surface the rest of it, it crumbles. And, yeah. 
And that yeah. that last that last cutscene when you go to like turn in the quest in Mordsuk drove me up the wall. Sure. I was just like, "Are you kidding?" After all this crap, like it's just there's so many points in like narratively you could be like, "Oh yeah, okay, great," but I get right without saying what right. happened. It's just I yeah. I, I think I liked how, how this tier started. I think mm. narratively, I thought it was really cool. Um, and then it starts to get like, okay. And then you're like, lore. And you're like, oh, okay. Not where I thought it would go, but all right, let's keep going. Who is this thing and why should I care? Right. And that's when it yeah. fell apart for me. And it's like, when we get into the actual MSQ breakdown or like the, you know, the spoilers breakdown, I, I'm excited to talk about it because I do think that like in the larger scheme of things, that final boss definitely has a place like mm -hmm. like you were saying even with historical references fusion like there's more to it but when it comes yeah. down to it i just didn't it's like i feel as though they couldn't decide where exactly they wanted to put the focus of like the backbone of this narrative you know and it has scoliosis kind of, i mean it's weak and it's sort of curvy and it just doesn't quite i mean anybody yeah. who suffers from scoliosis we love you you know it's not I'm like sorry. um yeah. but it is one of those things where i'm like to me, the most compelling thing in this and what Shadowbringers has really excelled at is the relationship between Reen and Gaia. And with the culmination of mm -hmm. this, I thought those cutscenes in that regard were good. But every yeah. other thing should have been building that. Right. Every single other encounter, raid. But instead, it gets all muddled because we had all these other characters and then we had these primals that we were imagining and then all this stuff. Like, I almost would have rather just seen us have nothing to do with it and to have like, Reen and Gaia being the ones who are like creating these entities or, you know, and that each of those fights reflect something about their own fears and the way that they can support each other or something, mm -hmm. you know, it just, we, had, did, we did have hints at that though. Like in, in one fight in, in particular. Part, yeah. In one right? in particular. That, 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 yeah. That's yeah. the whole problem though. Like there, there was some stuff here that they could have really dove into and it would make it more rich yeah. and we, we would have liked it better, but they there, just brushed across really, the top of everything. Really cool stuff that they could have gone into mm -hmm. that it, it just felt, I mean, to me, when we talked about this last week, like this is going to be awesome the way mm -hmm. that they're going into this. And that wasn't the way it was. On the flip side, um, our memories did get better. If you look at that first boss. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah. We, yeah. We, we just, we, we are thirsty. <laughs> We are the warriors of thirst. Yeah, I think after after that first encounter, um... I do have to say, from just a standpoint of visuals and design mm -hmm. and things like that, I do think this one was more fun, more unexpected, more diverse. I yeah. thought the fights were very memorable to me. Um, we are just working through E9S right now with our static, and I think it's been I've enjoyed it. Um, I I think that like again overall, it wasn't that I really disliked felt a little bit less realized and like i see in chat people yeah. talking about omega right and like to me i even felt like the omega progression was more coherent like even with it being a sort yeah. of nostalgia it was one throwback. story rather than three chunks of story yes and, and, and you so know like, that's there, there were some parallels too towards the yes. end of, yes. of eden that kind of reminded me a lot of omega and and again it's that ending of like we've kind of seen this ish like already like this kind of thing has been done before like it doesn't seem new. i want to ask you what you're referring to but i can't mm -hmm. <laughs> no i'm right I at least in omega those nostalgia throwbacks each of those different bosses and like kefka in particular and things right 
all of those, I think, really tie into the larger themes of Omega's struggle, right. like what Omega is. And I'm not going to lie, I love that last tier of Omega. And I was mm-hmm. sort of so, so about, I mean, I liked it, it was fine. But when we got to that last one, and especially that last fight with MF, like, I thought that it was such a wonderful realization of the themes. And we have this like iconic design that was like the classic Final Fantasy design. And then we have Omega who's struggling with this idea of what it means to be mortal and trying to like, you know, break that apart literally and put themselves into these different bodies and then come together in this, you know, unification of the power of technology. Like, it's so good. And the mechanics are so cool. And like the arena and the music, like, it all works and it all like leads to that goal. I mean, even Kefka's, you know, dreams and delusions of godhood lead us to that goal. So it's like, I think that overall it just, it hung together better for me by the end, you Mm -hmm. know? It's it's Um, interesting coming out of Omega, right? Because, because it is a little bit more of a fan service-y reference type thing. It's allowed Mm -hmm. to be a little bit more shallow. And then when we do get the deep stuff, it's standing on its own. But then we're like, where's the fan service? (laughs) That's what I was going to get. Like, it's weird, right? Because you you came out of Omega and you're like, oh, it's like X-Death and Kefka. And and we came out of of Ivalice. And it's like, okay, they they tied it well together, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. yes, it's it's 12 and stuff. But they've reworked it in a way that makes sense. Whereas Omega was just like, here's bosses for previous Final Fantasy games, the Raid series. Um, and it was like, that's cool, but also like give us something original. And now with Eden, they've given us that, but we're like, can we can we go back to the other <laughs> thing? Um, I, it's it's that weird balance. And I and again, right, like I don't envy the people that have to come up with this stuff because yeah, it's like sure. we want this Could and we then do they better? give it to us. Probably we don't not. Like so you know, kudos um, still. And, and you know, and I, I do wonder, we know um we know that Tetsuya Nomura did the designs for Gaia. I, I think I heard that he may have done the design for the final boss too. He did. Yeah. as well as yeah. some story points so i'm wondering how much of this is nomura like here's what i want this to be and then the dev team going okay guys uh, i'm not sure that's right i didn't see a single zipper. here yeah it's true yeah it. like I, I you know I'm, I'm curious just with the you know with how they work together how they tried to piece things together i maybe it just didn't work or they they had a a you know a and c and then they had to come up with b and they you know that's how things i you know i don't know but Definitely could uh, be. I do. I do enjoy getting to know, and this is not a spoiler because it's the last tier, right? the The origin of Eden at all. Yeah, uh, that's the thing to me that mm-hmm. fell the most, because mm-hmm. I think that that is a main story quest relevant. Almost like yeah. you need a real cutscene for that sort of thing that's to really. The, that's explain. the thing. Like, it's it's rough, right? Because. I, I, I don't disagree, yeah. but you also, you know, and we've said this about Eden before, that idea mm-hmm. that it feels really connected to MSQ, and that's right. why mm-hmm. it's so good. When you look back at, you know, Heaven's Word, you're mm-hmm. like, Xander's over here in the hinterlands, and we don't know why nobody <laughs> mentions it in the MSQ. Um, but, you know, coming from like Coil, where that was like essential mm-hmm. to, to the story, um, and they've, they've been getting better, you know, with, with that. It's with almost the, with the like raids. a... When you do a little side quest and they give you a, an extra juicy tidbit, except it's a mm-hmm. really big side quest. Right. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. nice to have that that connection, but at the same time, I mean, there I I think there's definitely some stuff that sh- like big reveals, kind of like this, should be in the MSQ. 
Mm-hmm. But how do you weave that in without like I don't know it, take, it taking me. that weave away from the the, the raid? I don't I don't yeah. know. As I someone mean, who's I... oh go ahead. No, I'll no, you go ahead. I've talked a lot. Go oh. ahead. As someone who just really has begun to love the first, right? I mm. really love that place and the history of it. Like that sort of thing. Like we it was it was kind of blindsided, right? The way yeah. Eden began. But it makes a lot of sense, and there's a parallel with our character, right? Just to say that, there's a big parallel with our character that I can't get into it without spoilers, that I love, that happened in the main story quest, or could have happened. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. We should realize that that, that, we avoided that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I would love to go more into it, of course I can't. But maybe like, maybe next even, expansion is, honestly, is just another parallel planet where that yeah. did happen. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's kind of really awesome. I love it. Well, but I this is it. what I mean about the story just not coherently directing right. us in a way, right? Because the the fact that our first raid is Eden in yeah. this entire story, and yet the actual relevant Eden reveal is in the last mm-hmm. portion of this narrative which is when you would have the literal most impetus and understanding to want to fight Eden. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's so baffling to me. You know what right. I mean? It's like, it's like they couldn't just decide how they wanted to direct this. Like, if this was a narrative that was about discovering the origins of Eden, that's what we should have had. Right. But it's like all over the place because we don't. You're like, okay, well, this thing is, and then Gaia appears, and then, but is she from the void or it? And then, and oh, it but does. now hmm. they're friends, and now, and like all these little pieces aren't bad, but the actual like momentum of the story just does not match what's happening with the fight. It's, it's like the mm-hmm. if if you take all these different little story bits, right? You have Gaia, you have Eden. Uh, you know everything that's going on, and it's like the when they made the puzzle pieces that. The, the little sides aren't quite right and you're just kind of mashing them into place i but feel like that's it's that's what like, eden is it's kind of like what i said uh about how when i watched it through a couple times it started to make more sense i bet if you okay. watch the whole thing through again it the the pieces fit a little bit better together but that's that that's works, fair that's fair that works more in like a book and this is a or raid tier story. where you're not gonna yeah. go back to the beginning period right yeah i i will say though after after the last two tears um you know and, and this was the, the biggest issue i think uh a, a couple of us had with that second tier was like oh we're gonna fight more primals we knew what was coming mm-hmm. right and so in terms of just like kind of where the battles went i thought that was it, it was it was at least yeah. interesting maybe yeah. if, if we you know we weren't crazy about what we actually fought it was nice to kind of be surprised right um so that was nice um i love I even... two and three of this one you know the second mm-hmm. and third fight of this one, like the middle of this one, is so much lore and so good, like we were talking about. And it's and it's rough because again, it's it's you know, you have those those hopes or expectations, right, mm-hmm. coming into this. And so then you get in there and you're just like, Oh, that wasn't what I wanted. How could right. the, why didn't the devs read my mind and deliver exactly what I wanted from them? Um it's funny because like when I played through it, I mean, thinking about it now, there's a lot of things I critique. I mean, like I said, I didn't dislike yeah. the tech. Yeah. 
It was yeah. fine. It was fine. I liked a lot of the story beats. I'm a big sucker for eight. So yeah, those little parallels and especially some of the final cutscenes, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> when I these heard random like throwaway lines in these yes. quests too. Like yeah. they don't mean anything to anybody, but you like you read it and you played it and you're like, I get that. I understand yes. that reference. Like nice. It's that. so it's so damn subtle. A lot of these just random so one-liners good. that they put into these. Yeah. And the battle music. When the battle music started, I was like, oh, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was so happy. Um, so, like, I do think there were a lot of good things with this. I think that overall, though, it just didn't quite, for having so much potential and being something that I was actually super interested in, and like we were saying, mm-hmm. that had a lot of really relevant lore for, um, you know, the first And it, it could have had even more. Yes, yeah, and yeah. And they didn't do it. I just felt like it didn't quite, it, like you said, it didn't quite hinge together it, in in certain places. Yeah. And that's not to say that it wasn't a good experience and that I haven't really had moments I really liked in this tier. Um, it just, yeah, it, I just think there were some weird little rough spots that feel discordant with the otherwise excellent storytelling of Shadowbringers, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's part of it too, is, is with how good Shadowbringers has been. It's then you get Eden and you're like, oh, there's a lot of really cool potential here. And it falls short. Of, mm-hmm. of the expectations that everything else has kind of uh, uh, you know established for this expansion and so bummer but uh all right speaking of msq <laughs> spoiler free msq discussion how do um you know how you do it you uh don't finish it before <laughs> hands on there you go i you know i i liked it um coming off of the first mm-hmm. um you know, you know, and this is stuff we've seen in the trailer, right? Um, we, we see Meryl Whip again. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Lisa again. Like, it's really cool to come back from the first and not only just kind of like you know, get back to business, right? Mm-hmm. On you know, in Eorzea, but like to really be like, hey, remember like grand companies, remember Alamigo. Uh, you know, you know, say what you will about, you know, not liking certain characters, right? But to really come back and it's just, you know, you're going out to like, uh, again, stuff in trailer, you go out to like Linosia for something. You're like, that's awesome. I really like that. I mean, it's it's going back to those older areas to remind you just like, these are areas that exist in the game. It's not, you know, just like one, the one, you know, the couple newest areas is all we're going to see. There's stuff going on everywhere. And that's really cool. Um, I really like... Again, I can't. I won't say this one, right? Even though it was kind of in the trailer, uh, they do some really cool visual storytelling, mm-hmm. um, and I'm really curious to see what they do with it um, going forward. And I, I was really surprised by just the way the the direction the narrative went. I wasn't sure what to expect with yeah. with Fan Daniel and with Xenos. Um, I'm still yeah, mad. I, I mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't know where it's ultimately going to go. Um, but I am definitely, uh, definitely excited to see what happens. You know, I heard mm-hmm. from a friend that they were kind of disappointed by the MSQ. I okay. was, I was going to say that. Uh, yeah, I am not the friend that you heard this from. No, but <laughs> the the part of going back to the source mm-hmm. up until a major event happens, I was mm-hmm. sleeping. I, I do not care about Lenosha or anything near around it. How could you? I do not. I don't find that story compelling in any way. Where are you from? Olda. That's why. Of course. I mean, I I don't like the trappings around it. I was like, okay, I'm watching this. I know what's going to happen. 
right? I kind of know that the conceit that's here, you know, like the danger is not going to happen. <laughs> it's, no. It is you know? interesting um, for, for what does kind of happen before that, like that yeah. holy shit that moment. moment. Um, it's weird because like from a lore perspective, it's like, whoa. Right. Yes. But I also, it was weird because I, I kept having to remind myself that the things that were happening were a big deal. But I also kind of didn't care, which is I I I don't know why. Um, yeah. We did and, just and come think, off of yes, uh, the, yes, yes, yeah. See. This is like what some I was really thinking. good stuff. We just came well, off yeah. some really good stuff, and it's you like know, okay, we're it, back to the status quo. Well, and I mean right. the thing is too is that like from a storytelling, like actual structural storytelling mm-hmm. standpoint, right? We just came off of a finale, and right. we are now in a yeah. prologue. So mm-hmm. like. The mm-hmm. fact that we had the, this huge emotional high point for the game, and now we're coming into what is essentially just set up. It yeah, was yeah. a little bit of a snooze fest. And well, like, I'm and not I, gonna, and I, yeah. like, it's cute. There's a lot of really cute stuff that happens. And like you were saying, Fusion, I love that first quest. I mean, yes. Honestly, like, yes. But mm-hmm. like, like you're saying, Fusion, it is massive for the fundamental things that have created a political environment in the world that did need to be dealt with back on the source before any kind of progression could happen, right? Like, it is not as though it is unimportant. It's just that, like, it's not that exciting compared to a lot of other stuff that we've had. And I mean, well, it's not and, yeah. written. It's not like anything. It's just mm-hmm. that it it's really the first steps towards, I think, setting the stage for what we're looking forward to in the future. Right. It's, and I, it's and I think the, yeah, the issue with, with setting that stage too, um, if I had a nickel for every time I've said again, without spoiling anything, um, a lot of these themes that it's connecting to are things that we haven't done since mm-hmm. like 2.0. And even then some of that is tucked away inside quests. And so yeah. first you have to remember you know those 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 elements uh second did you even do them (laughs) so i mean there's there's definitely a lot going on um to to kind of throw it back to just like og yeah you know 2.0 um and that that's really cool that that they're kind of going that far back um you know because again Shadowbringers is a expansion that is set up to answer a lot of lingering questions about 14 and its world Mm -hmm. um and so, you know, this is kind of starting to lean into that um, where it's going to end up. I have no idea, right. uh, but I am super excited. And, and again, even if maybe it's not being told in the most exciting way, it can definitely have. I think there's a potential for a huge build. But again, we also had Eden yeah. where, you know, we saw things and we're like, oh, shit, this is going to be great. And then it doesn't quite get yeah. there. And you're like, oh, to me, <laughs> it's like. Up until the the moment, I think that the the big revelation that we brought back from the first, right? I'm not gonna really that I think that I can do that without saying spoilers. That's important. The mm-hmm. politics could have been, and we did that, and I would have been like, cool. Um, and that's not usually me, right? It's just because mm-hmm. I was gonna say, but you love Gundam politics. I, I love politics in general when it matters. I don't think any of them that we were showed even matters. Mm. Because, I will say. Oh, no, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Uh, just because, yeah, it was going to happen. Yeah. Okay. So think, why do we have to watch it but and go through it? Yeah. You mm-hmm. are an Alda kid. I'm I mean, a yes. kid. 
But and I wouldn't. Going oh, back yeah. to see, going back to see Melvib and seeing there was characterization there. Seeing yeah. that change yeah. in her was was really great because initially uh, things that she did in the storyline made me go, mm, mm. "Girl, maybe change your mind a little." And she does. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think. It's important too because, and I, when I was like doing my playthrough of this, I commented on it because I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, so with our major leaders, right? What have we seen as far as like a focused story development for them? And like in my head, I was like, oh my God, we've had so much with Nanamo and like mm-hmm. Raubot. Like we've had entire yeah. side plot lines where, you know, we're going along with her and she's learning what it means to be a ruler. And then I was like, okay, well, what about Gridania? And I'm like, okay, well, you know, we've we've hung out with the Seed Seer a ton. There's a lot of lore and the Wood Whalers. And like, you know, we've been in and out and talked to her a lot about various issues. And she's come to help us with various things. And I am a Femru lover. They can step on me. They're powerful, <laughs> beautiful, and I love them. And I've always wanted more from Merlveeb. And when I was thinking about like all the characters we've had, I mean, even in Heavensward, Emmerich we spend time with, Hien we spend time with in Stormblood. Like we get all these moments. And although there's stuff in the core game where you're with Merlveeb, we've never really had like a focus on like limsa and what is happening with them and who she is and what the pirate council is and all this stuff right yeah and so it it's kind of a weird i guess it's, it is sort of a weird place to put it it does feel a little bit like okay have this and you're like okay i guess i'll take this now i guess the i'll listen stuff, to politics. the good stuff we've got from limsa in the past was usually side stuff like uh fusion was saying like yeah. the rogue quest line mm-hmm. is Great. amazing limsa lore but only if you level rogue yeah, I just don't right. think and- that we got a spotlight for her, but I don't. I think it was just a hollow spotlight. It was a. You think so? Yeah, there. I'm actually in the middle of that part, so I can't speak on it right. as much. To, to me, I I'm think- like, okay, things are gonna go down, and then as yeah. it's happening, I'm like, they they didn't even have to worry about this in particular. I, I think I, it's I, I don't know. it's one of those things, right? Where we, we're coming back to the source. Um, and they they need to ground us a little bit on the source. We're like, sure. okay, let's get us back to familiar characters from the source. Um, and I and I think I almost draw like a parallel with with you know like two point five with with Nanamo mm-hmm. and and they're like they're like here's Merlwib's like yeah little story arc with us right. Um, you know, obviously it it maybe didn't hit quite as hard as Nanamo's. Right. Um, but I think, yeah, you know, they they had to kind of with with whatever story they want to tell going mm-hmm. forward. That's the thing, you know. We're we're still not even after this this patch. Um, I, if anything, I think I have more questions about where six is going to take us. Right. Because um, again, we have these these hopes and expectations. We have these thoughts of of what could happen. None of those questions really yeah. got answered with this with this patch. So I'm really curious to see where it goes. And I think that's um, 6.0, man. They're yeah. ready to punch yeah. us where, in the face with those answers. Where, at where, 6.0. You know, with with the with the, the things that did happen with this this patch, I think it 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 worked. Yeah. Uh, and it's it, you know, it's, and it's one of those things, right? You have to have um, a build up. You just you, you have to, you know, I, I, I couldn't it. imagine they would go from. <laughs> From, right from the last patch to just boom like they're not they right. need to to build us up a little bit they need right. to build up that excitement and i think that this patch did a good job of of doing that i it, don't know what we're building to but i think right. in in 
I mean, obviously in the, in the next patch, which presumably could be the last uh, patch before the expansion, uh, usually part one and part two. Right. But uh, I think, yeah, I think some, some crazy stuff is going to, is going to happen. And it really is. I just, I want it more. Cause like you guys, yeah. like I'm not from Linsa, but I saw Merrillwood and I went, okay, cool. We're going to see some, yeah. I just, nope. I don't think it was enough. I think oh, it should have been okay. more like we had with Nanama. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. I think no, it's sad. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, play it yourself and get your own, you know, XP. I, I will. But for me, I'm like, yeah, but we could have had an adventure, right? We, I don't think we have an adventure. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. It doesn't feel like, you're right, it doesn't feel like an adventure we are having with her, right? Like, mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely more focus on, I think, some of the other people around us. Um, that's really, I won't say too much more. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, well, yeah. But it, it is, it's definitely a starter. And what's funny is that, and I'm sure we'll probably be talking about this next, I almost felt like I got more of those MSQ moments I was thinking I would get from Emerald Weapon that's than it. I did from the actual mm. MSQ. Yeah, I loved the okay. Emerald Weapon quest this time around, which was real. It was a surprise for me. I'll be honest; it was a real surprise. I still, I still need to, I still need to wrap the. Anything else on MSQ before yes. we before we move on? Yes, just really quick. Um, yeah, I I briefly wondered as they presented me with this this first uh, travel someplace quest with some of your Scion companions. Did they like do a poll and pick the top two faves and be like, okay, those two are the ones going with you because <laughs> those two are <laughs> probably my two favorites i'm right. not complaining i no, lived for every single second of yeah. it they they maybe didn't do the most interesting stuff and i'm not a fan of the place that they went but i did like having a little job with my buddies mm. yeah. i did also like the uh what they did with what they got she said super vaguely right, right. <laughs> yeah, awesome yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh this is one thing oh my gosh i just realized before we move on to anything else the dungeon in the msq yeah. I guess because oh, yeah, they're yeah. tied together. Oh my um, gosh, that that they did give me exactly what I asked for. Mm-hmm. It was really good. I really yeah. loved it too. I thought it was I, so fun. I so I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I, I'm not gonna consider this spoilery because it's not story based. Um, but one of the things that I have been asking for in this game, in the fights specifically, is verticality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we kind of got that. Yeah, well, a lot that was of really cool. Had some little vertical element or some kind yeah. of momentum element. Um, yeah. I, and I really liked that. Like, I thought that was fun. I liked even just like popping up to different elevations. I liked that the arena. I mean, like the whole place was new. We had new graphics. We had new assets. We had all sorts of. And I was like, yay! And the music was fun. And the sort of like setup of it, where you know you're moving through, not just in like a linear corridor way. I thought was really fun. Um, I thought they had some great like little nods with the different mobs, even mm-hmm. like there were mobs that kind of were sort of throwbacks to stuff from Ilmeg. There were mobs that were throwbacks to stuff from Great Google. There were mobs that were even throwbacks to like the geographic, uh, like geographical monsters. Mm-hmm. Of, they had a uh, lot of a lot of really cool Germania. ties with other dungeons in Germania. Like, yeah, uh, so uh, Anti-Tower, Sunny of Ziggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sunny of Ziggy. <laughs> Oh like, my gosh! I got I to love that, that pack. Everything was dead except for him. And then I actually look at the name, and I was like, oh, "I'm sorry, you're trying to get revenge, and are also going to get murdered." <laughs> Buddy, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, I thought it was really cool, and and I think too. Um, 
to kind of just help sell the 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 theming of this dungeon, right? Remember, stuff got pushed back by two months, mm-hmm. right? So originally, this would have hit like in October. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is like that just that just sells sells right. it even more. I think I thought it was the it was music really cool. It was was precisely what I asked for. I was mm-hmm. like Halloween mm-hmm. remix Omatoya theme, please. Ba bum. There it is. Mm-hmm. Token's like, here you go. Uh, puts a little bow on it and everything. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I thought it was good. Um, I, I, I love just that little little bits of, of verticality in it that they had. Um, and we, we had... A, a, LSD a lava. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got into that area. Yeah, I got so into many rainbows. Like, so many rainbows in this patch. There's like... You you go to the end, you activate something. There's one of those like right next to you when you start, and one of my friends goes, "Are we making lollipops here?" Because that's what it looks like. The See, only it's, it's cool, and and then you realize it was a chemical spill, and you've breathed in fumes, and now you're gonna. Die. Oh no! I was gonna say my only complaint is that there's no spot in which you can go stand in it and then splash emote each other. <laughs> Let's just go stand in the rainbow lava. It's fine. Yeah. It's everything's fine. Uh, I would I would definitely also recommend doing it. Uh, with trust with the certain person that should be brought in. You know what I mean? Because mm. uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty funny. I mean, there's not a lot, but bringing, bringing them in with any other person is kind of hilarious. Like, just, just little, what they say. A little bit of bubble text. Yeah, just a little yeah. bit. Not much, but and you know it's what? kind of like, wait, what? This, this particular dungeon is probably the easiest dungeon we've had in a while, yeah. but it's, it's definitely funny. the most fun, so I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think... You know, Oh, I was going to say, the mobs and things could have hit a little harder. It seemed like I wasn't having any problem mm-hmm. healing my tanks or anything, especially for, like, an expert roulette. You'd think it'd be a little spicier. But, yeah, I had so much fun with it. Yeah. I was like, whatever. This is good. I like it. Usually, it usually especially in a raid uh, raid patch, when you when you hop into the new dungeon, it does hit a little harder, and things die a little right. bit slower because the level cap the, has the been raised. Jumped. So, yeah, the gear yeah. has jumped. But it's it's just as easy as, as the dungeons prior were. And, you know, I don't mind. And the gear that drops is great. It's super great. I'm super happy about it. And I thought it was really interesting uh, the way things die. Because a lot of times you'll get, like, if you die something pink, it's dark pink and then light pink on the sleeves, right? But for the, uh, the bard jacket, for example, it's uh, like a, a leather bit and then fluffy white sleeves. And the only things that die are like the lace and the sleeves. The leather bit stays the same. So you don't get a dumb like dark pink and then light pink. You get mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. actual still leather forever and then light pink sleeves. I never dye anything pink, by the way, but that's the first thing yeah. that came to mind. But I thought I thought that was a, a nice change as well. And I really mm-hmm. uh, yeah. like the Ilmeg uh, gear. I talked about this uh, previously in another podcast. So I was really excited to see all of that gear reemerge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and one thing, too. Um, any, anything else on Relic before? Before I segue this a little bit, um, one of the, the things that, you know, talking about how it, it maybe wasn't hard, but it was fun. Um, that was definitely the, the the feeling I got from doing uh, Emerald Weapon, the, mm-hmm. the normal version fight. It's at a glance, it's a little crazy. Like mechanically, you look at it, and you're just like, oh, my God. But then it's actually not really that difficult. And it's yeah. kind of fun um which was which was which is cool i haven't uh jumped into uh extreme yet i might do that this weekend instead of raid we'll see um but yeah i thought it was it was it was a fun fight um definitely not as hard as uh as ruby weapon um Mm -hmm. not as annoying or frustrating as sapphire was with that instance but it was a lot of fun um the storyline was i i 
I'm really liking the storyline for for surprisingly like, good. Like mm-hmm. as much as I I out of all of us, I feel like I complain the most about that first chunk of the story. I will sure. admit that. But each progressive chunk of story I've liked more and more. And this one I legitimately enjoy now. Like they they are doing a very good job of making us hate Milkman. <laughs> I mean, didn't you hate him to begin with? I mean, he was bit. just kind of weird or- and he drinks milk and okay, he seems like a not great guy. In this patch, though, like specifically the story that they tell, I just they really just get into just how horrible he is. Yeah, you remember last time uh, I was like kind of almost ranting about how no, Gaius is actually still a bad guy, guys. This guy, <laughs> this guy is like a, a great summation of no. Actually, Garlemald has bad people in it. Yes, mm-hmm. there are people in Garlemald that are fine. A lot of those Com- people yeah. have been like uh, encompassed by the Empire, taken over by the Empire. There are some Garleans who are real bad dudes, and he is one of them. Mm-hmm. Compared to like Milkman Ye Calcius, I would let Gaius babysit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, like <laughs> maybe. Oh, he doesn't put the child into a robot. I mean, I think that they did a phenomenal job with this bit. And Mm -hmm. I mean, when it first was kind of picking up steam, I'm like, okay, we've got more sad orphans. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, don't get me wrong. Their story is (laughs) tragic, right? But I, and, and there are so many points with all of this that I wish we could be like, we could just grab them and shake them and be like, you don't have to do this, you stupids. Like, yeah. But at the same time, I thought that they gave them some good justification this time around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that the story we were getting with them was was strong. I thought that, like you were saying, Gaius, we got we are continuing to kind of like walk the line with him, with him not being totally redeemable. And I love that because I think that that's very important because like what he has done with these children is not wholly kind, you know. Like, and and I think it's so important to discuss that and. <laughs> Some of my, oh, sorry. Do you mind? No, no. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was I'll say, remember like, it. Okay. Hold on to it. Like some of my favorite themes from Stormblood was exactly that. That like occupying another nation. That this this military structure. This this empire that is Garlemald. It is an incredibly complex thing. And the way that they bring people into those ranks. The way that they affect the populations. I mean, just like in history, it's very complex. And I think that it's really great to keep digging into that. The one thing that I absolutely wanted to say is that I think out of all of this patch for me so far, what's shown for me were those truly villainous scenes with Milkman. Like the animations, we have never seen, like we've talked a little bit after the Scions cut scene um, at the end of 5.3, like the way that they are starting to push their engine with how they do things. And like 14 has always had dark stuff that happened in it. Mm -hmm. But this was the first time in this game that I saw it. And I was like, holy God. Right. And it's it's funny because some people joke about it, right? It's like, oh, this this cutscene goes like, you know, like full anime, right? Just with the over exaggerated, uh, you know, expressions and stuff like that. But I think, you know, laugh about it and poke fun of it as much as you will. But that really does help kind of sell that tone and i think this tone i mean it was they really hit the tones they were going for Mm -hmm. um in in some of these scenes uh and i think yeah milkman is is really terrible 
not a great guy. And I think that makes him a really interesting villain because of that, because we really haven't had, you know, 2.0, we had Gaius in a helmet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there really wasn't any kind of expressions from anybody, you know, it's like, oh, then we had like La Habrea as Thancred, but like, no, 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 no mass. Like you never really see a lot of this. And, and we, we start to get a little bit of this in, you know, when, when Stormblood came out with, with Asahi, um, mm-hmm. you know, and we see Asahi for the first time, we're like, oh, he's going to have crazy anime face. Yeah. And he does. Um, but yeah, it's, they're, they're definitely getting very, uh, you know, exaggerated with, with some of these expressions, but I think it, it needs to be right. Like if you're going to have like kind of evil smirk, you can't just have like a little, uh, you need to really just, just, you know, go all out. Well, and you have to think too, as a theater nerd, like you have to think too about the tradition of what leads to those anime expressions, what leads to those sorts of things, Mm. right? Japanese theatrical traditions, there's a lot of mask work. There's a lot of face painting. There's a lot of different things, right? That are, it's very physical. So like you even see this in um, things like uh, Manderville quests, right? Mm -hmm. These physical comedy sequences, these faces that are struck, right? Things are meant to be exaggerated. Yes. Like it's all meant to be exaggerated. And it's unfortunate because I think that voice acting in this sequence could have really, really, in the one that I'm thinking of, could have really helped. Mm. The way that I've even voiced him on stream is to give him a very like kind of high, quiet, patronizing chat, like I'm talking to children kind of voice. Mm -hmm. And then in these moments, it like breaks through this like nastiness, this awfulness. Yes. Like if we had, if we had that, those expressions, I think would absolutely make sense within the context of like a dramatic reenacting, right? It's a little tough when you're just reading it and you're like, and then he, whoa, hold on. <laughs> you know? Like, it, but um, I mean, it is, it's part of the tradition of the heritage of, you know, a lot of theatrical or, you know, entertaining entertainment in Japan. But it's also something that I think you just have to use as a texture with the character and, and kind of fill in some of those blanks. Zen, mm-hmm. I cut you off and I really want to hear what you have to say. Would you please tell us As all your As my cat kids? joins us and decides he needs to meow. Um, I said I was going to remember and I don't. Oh no, you jinxed yourself. Yeah. I, I, I usually like have to write stuff down because I have a terrible short-term memory. What were you talking about at the time? I think it was still expression. Uh, I was talking about Milkman, that creepy, Milkman. creepy in there, the graphic engine. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I don't remember. Uh, I will say that I, mm. I feel like uh, the expressions and even, like his body language, which is insane. He's nuts. Mm. He's a crazy man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that goes beyond crazy anime. I think that that's more than that. Like, yes, some of those faces are are spot on to some crazy evil villain people in anime. But I, I feel like the perception of it uh, went further than that. The thing that I was going to say, I remember, it's about Gaius. Hey. Um. I think we we see some almost silent character development here, especially mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with the the last character. I'm yeah. she's being vague, but like I maybe maybe it's just me and my perception. But there there's a point where he's not saying anything, he's not talking at all. But like just the way he kind of looks makes me go, oh, he's questioning everything ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and I enjoy that a lot because, uh, as I said before, like I'm I'm the person who's sitting there going, "No, Gaius is still a bad guy," and I enjoy seeing that mm-hmm. there there could be some changes here. 
and it I think it's setting him up for big things, which I didn't think before, but now I do. Yeah, yeah the only thing that, that I'll add is um, I think that the way that it's going, like, you know, we have the first part of it. We had Ruby, and it was very generic, right? It felt like, okay, all right, I get it. They're color-coded. I got it. The second one, we get a little bit more. This they uncolor coded them. That was the first favorite thing that I saw. <laughs> sorry, that, sorry, I'm interrupting. Keep going. Oh, no, that's fine. That's the way Gundam works. It starts with a very generic conceit. There is a kid. Look, there's a Gundam. I bet he's going to get into it. Yeah, of course everyone knows that. But as soon as they get past that exposition and get into the war or whatever's happening, that's when they hit you. That's when they go, yeah, you, mm -hmm. you got that conceit. You felt that. Cool. Now let's hurt you. And that's what they're doing, right? And it's it's very Gundam. It's very, very Gundam. Yeah. And I love it. I think it's... It... Do you think with all of this, Yoshi P is making a play for a Gundam like game or anime on the side? He's like, I can help you direct. Look, look at this thing that I already did. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. I mean, it's, it'd be you know, cool. My goals for Yoshi P. The more, the more we talk about Milkman, you know, and as much as we make fun of, of Milkman... Um... He, we have to I make fun of him because he's creepy and makes me feel he's, icky he's, down to he's, my soul. He's, 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 <laughs> we've given him a nickname. I mean, that's yeah. that's how much we, yeah. we're talking about him. He, I think right now, is more compelling to me as a villain than Xenos and Fandaniel. For yep. sure. Yeah. I mean, um, the way they build him is so good. Like, we don't, we don't have to have any, like... It's so good. I just, I can't wait until we can really, really talk about everything because like the visuals in those cutscenes from the very first sip of nasty, sweaty milk that this mm -hmm. man ever took, like they have all so well conveyed the levels of his villainy. And I love that. Even just the child standing in the room before we had any context, before we knew anything from the past, you know, glimpses we got of him. All of these things have just like culminated the to vibes. Yeah, mm -hmm. but like they also are just telling us so much about him, his motivations, the abuse he doles out, like the the all these things about him that are just in a single cutscene that are so good. The way he's written, his expressions, all of that stuff, right? And right now I do feel like I'm lacking a little bit of that with Xenos and Fandaniel. And I think it's because they're trying to be so vague about them. And granted, mm -hmm. I, I am with Zenon. I have not finished all of the MSQ yet because mm -hmm. I've been working through and, and recording it. But um, I, I do feel like he should be, like, I think he's going to be a huge player coming up. And I feel the same with Gaius. I, like you I hope he, yeah, yeah. I hope that, that Milkman comes out in front. Because, I mean, the, the way I've kind of seen him, like right now, Xenos is very just one note. He's just like, I'm going to fight this guy. Yeah, that's my <laughs> thing. That's that's my whole characterization. I'm just, yeah. And then you have Fan Daniel, who's essentially like Heath Ledger's Joker, where he's just like, I'm going to just do crazy things. And mm -hmm. that's it. And then you have Milkman, who is also kind of crazy, but also like super dark and also calculated. Um, and so I think that's what like makes him... Mm -hmm. He's like if you effectively com combined our current Xenos and Fandaniel and made them actually good. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, you know, what we think of as a plan, right? You know, this is a man with a plan and he will do anything yeah. to get it done, anything. And that is so much more compelling than someone who doesn't seem to have a plan other than I'm going to fight you and someone who literally I'm going to go like, fight him. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just, it's he's yeah, also it's, kind it's, of mm-hmm. like in the midst of a whole bunch of content that has been sort of I think giving nuance to Garlemald, which mm-hmm. I think is important, right? Because again, no one nation is ever one entire thing, right? Um, but we've seen a little bit of ambiguity, even with some of the stuff that we've had in Boja, right? This like unique legion and what really is happening here. We've seen some things with Gaius where they've been making him more ambiguous. We've seen a lot of these things. Whereas Milkman really is truly the dark side of the empire, right? Like he is that imperialist mindset. He is that competitiveness. He is that striving and squabbling for ranks. He is that racist. Like he is like, there's so many different things that go into this, right? Mm -hmm. Supremacist. He is all of these things that Garlemald, I mean, sure, the Ascians have had a large hand in a lot of things in Garlemald, right? But there was a mindset there that in some way facilitated this large scale expansion, this mobilization, this imperialism. Like, and it's kind of nice to see a villain that is like, yes, this is what Garlemald was. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's been like we've had all this gray area, which is great. But at the same time, like there are some real fundamental issues with nice Garleans too. Like the mm-hmm. majority of our Garleans in the storyline, mm-hmm. we have Sid, we have that one guy whose name I can't remember the start, Maximilian? Maximus? Mm-hmm. Maximus. 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 Maximus yeah. Uh, yeah, we have uh, we've seen them. We've seen Gaius, who is, you know, kind of on both sides, but is also beating up Astian, so we like that. We see Ferris, who, while he is, you know, the bad guy, he also, he has some, like, personal issues with stuff that's happening and is just kind of a puppet. Mm-hmm. We see Emmett Silk, who is technically the first Garlean, and he's just he's like, I'm not even, I'm doing yeah. what I want, I don't care he, about these. But then we look see at all a the... real solid one who believes in the Empire. Mm-hmm. You see all these all these influences and stuff. You have these, you know, these Asian characters um, that are, you know, uh, you know. You think about like how they're like the original race and all this kind of stuff, and then you, we finally get this one character that's just normal human guy that's just the worst <laughs> because he just is. Like you know, it's it's not a all Garleans so far become nice guys. We need a bad one that stays bad. Yeah, but I mean, like, when you think about the pressure of their society and their culture, like, they create people like this. Like, and that is what's so fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I think it also works, too. And Aldino, I want want to hear your opinion on this, too, Mm -hmm. because a lot, I think a lot of um, the initial sort of outlook on this Gundam thing, right? It's just like, oh, it's like a fun little Gundam anime thing. But when you think about the actual themes in Gundam, right, so much of it, this is what it's about. It's the mm-hmm. idea. I think I jokingly said on stream the other day, like, stop putting these sad kids into these deadly robots. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's kind of the nutshell of like a lot of mecha anime as a genre. But Gundam too, this idea that there is this like idealistic side to being a hero to your nation, to being a mm-hmm. military power, but that carries these awful, horrible, mm-hmm. horrible things in war. Um, and that, like, as you strive for power and you strive for the means to control it, especially in an aggressive way, there are certain sacrifices to humanity and morality that get made. And it was so, like, I didn't even realize until we talked about Mighty earlier, um, but I didn't even realize until that memoriam post that went up from Yoshida-san that he himself is a fan of Gundam. And I think this was such a perfect fit, honestly, mm-hmm. to, to unify those two. Aldina, I'm curious, like, 
how you felt about, especially with this last sort of portion, like, do you sure. feel like it's really, you know, you're like, yes, this is great. This is great. Yeah, it, it, it is amazing. It, to me, um, like that, him as an enemy is going to be amazing. I hope that he's not gotten rid of, right? I hope that we, if we do go to the Garvel Mold, we have to deal with him. Like, I would love that. That'd be great. But yeah, you know, one of the main themes of Gundam, literally, the guy who created it, war is hell. It's not glorious. It's not fun, right? Um, and, you know, you have to ease them into that and then show them the war and show them the people who believe that war is just glorious and fun uh, or righteous and <laughs> then show them what the truth is. And I just see that in this arc, right? Ah, you know, the color-coded, we're going to fight them. Wait, what just happened? What is an oversoul? What is this? Wait, did they die? You know, and then you just yeah. keep building on that. Why? Are Wait, they did they know that? they were going to die? Right, exactly. It's it's wow. hard, too, because there's there's a lot of really strong elements in here you know and especially with the, the characterization mm -hmm. of, of milkman um yeah. i'm never gonna call him and i yeah i'm like I, I i paused for a minute i'm like i should call him his real name i don't remember what it is milkman <laughs> um <laughs> it, it, it's rough because this is a side quest yeah right this is this is not msq it forks from it you know patches ago i there are so many and i'm trying not to hype myself up again because i did that with eden and right. it, it didn't come through. And I feel like there could be some really cool things to tie in mm -hmm. to MSQ. But, but we saw I don't Eden kind of do this will. on the way, and this is just going ramp. Yeah, it's just ramping. You know, I, yeah. Yeah, like, I like, mean, feel hopeful. Feel hopeful. There's, there's, there's especially, there's, there's like one line in MSQ that really makes me wonder, like, hmm. oh, sure. But I don't I, know. At the same time, I feel like, no, they wouldn't do that unless they come out in 5.5 5 and they're like, hey, if you want to do MSQ, you should probably go do all the weapon stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, please. that would not be out of line, though, because we yeah. saw a ton of stuff and we haven't even talked about, oh, my gosh, like the additional job quest. I haven't I done that, do that yet. Yeah, I haven't gotten yeah. those yet. Yeah. But I mean, they have been retroactively making these bonus primal sets requirements for story. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I actually I don't know. I don't know because I went to Anukali when I was at the Rising Stones and I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm just going to go make sure he doesn't have any new dialogue. And it seemed like there was something that I had not seen there that mm -hmm. he had. But I don't know if it's just because I was super behind. And like, I'll be honest. I'll be honest sure. about that. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. um, but there definitely seemed to be some acknowledgement of some of the things that were in play. And, yeah. you know, we know he's tied to, you know, the Warring Triad and all these other things. So like... Mm -hmm. I would not be surprised if they start designing this kind of content with future story in mind, since it's worked so well and they've started doing it retroactively for other stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, and yeah, and and in in, in all honesty, I, I think like they they need to. I mean, because yeah. otherwise, you end up with with Alexander, right? Where it's just <laughs> it's there and it plays no importance, even though there's this giant ass thing over here and Dravania sucking up like the entire like lands aether but nah we'll just we'll ignore <laughs> it in the main story okay but uh, when when you do make these connections it it makes everything just it makes the world more, rich. more of a world mm -hmm. you know it's not just like okay and then you have this segmented area and this other area that doesn't do anything with this area and it's, it's just it's weaving everything together and that's i think what is making a lot of this stuff so cool and mm -hmm. i hope i hope i hope i hope they didn't really get it done with eden like i was hoping that they would i really hope that they can do something 
with 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 uh, sorrow world. I think there's there's again right just just like there was with Eden. There's so much awesome potential, right? But I don't know if they'll follow through with that. But we'll yeah. love to see. Yeah. What did everybody think about the actual fight itself? It's pretty fun. Fine. Yeah, uh, so they fun. showed us a close-up of his feet, and they weren't as terrible as Ruby's. So that's oh, good. I know. They're not terrifying hoof feet. They're like <laughs> bell-bottom jeans. They're way better. Yeah. Yeah. It's way better. Uh, uh, I, I think Fusion going got back it to the clothing earlier. Talk. Mm-hmm. The uh, <laughs> the the some of the mechanics make you go like whoa, but then when you actually break it down, you're like, oh, just stand here and then move here, okay. You you yeah. you start to see the telegraphs. You're just like, oh shit, like what? <laughs> but then yeah. you do it, and you're like, oh, pff, that was fine. And 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 the fact that like like you know, I play a lot of this stuff with my wife, who's who's not like a raider, right? And so we did this together. She was like a little like nervous going. To, she's like, I don't know what the mechanics are. I'm like, I don't either, which made it even a little more worse, right? But we get in there and again, right? We see these telegraphs going off. And really, we're just both like, oh, God, neither of us died. She's like, that was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so yeah uh, I, I thought it I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. Yeah, same. And, you know, I didn't really pay attention to the actual abilities. Like, I want to go back in there and pay attention to the abilities because it is, you know, it is Emerald Weapon. We have fought it in mm-hmm. seven. I know that they're all there. I don't really need to check, but I would love to see some of those, you know, like, oh, is this, which one is Air Tam Storm? Which one is this one? You know, like, how did they, you know, implement those? Because I love that part, too. Um, but yeah, the fight was fun, you know? Yeah, and and I think, too, I mean, talking about, you know, the, the kind of just making the world, you know, more of a world, I think uh, this questline specifically has done such an amazing job of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Turncliffe right yeah. is is like the, the best example it's like we're just gonna randomly like throw this like little, little town over here you can walk around there's some npcs there's like a triple triad npc just new music new like aesthetics all this stuff and you're just like it's just in the middle of the side quest and you're just like you get there for the first time and it's funny because you come to it from like a distance and you yeah. see like oh hey look it's the cliff from Kalusia. let's see how many more assets they reuse and you get in there and you're just like holy shit yeah oh, this is awesome yeah <laughs> And That's so you get for I, being jaded, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I think they've they've been doing such a real, such a great job of of world building just in this one quest line alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if they can kind of help to, you know, connect the pieces of this to to the rest of of the world going forward, I think that would be amazing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I will say I didn't have as much of a. <laughs> okay, so like you were saying, there were a ton of in the story and things. Oh shit, moment! But yeah. I didn't have quite as much of that with the actual fight itself. Like, oh, I mean, granted, sure. it's the same thing as we talked about with uh, after the first reveal of the first tier of Eden, it's right? A, it's that expectation. You kind of know what's coming, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for my mind to be blown. And then you know, I we went into the Oversoul, and I was like, oh, okay. And mm-hmm. I really like, I like the music. I like the idea. Like music I enjoyed good. all yeah. of it. Yeah. And the arena change is really fun. I thought that was really cool. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I actually do really dig this. They did something a little bit different. I love that. Um, I think I could have used just a little bit more of a like, oh, dang moment. Yeah. I don't know what that would have been exactly. Um, mm-hmm. But I did feel like maybe I think because I was just sort of bracing for it. I didn't feel like there was quite the same like, I literally screamed during Ruby. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Like sure. it was 
it was so wild to me. And even in, um, even in, I don't know, like Tsukiyomi, for example, where we have that phase that's kind of just a story phase, right? I felt like some of the confrontation of oneself in the mirror felt a little stronger there to me thematically. But all of that said, I had a ton of fun with Emerald Mm -hmm. Weapon. I really enjoyed it. I thought the fight was fun. I thought the whole thing was fun. I thought the story, like I said, was fantastic. I think they really blew it out of the park. It felt stronger in a lot of ways, even than the MSQ for me. I was like, wow, they've done such a great job with this. It's not like I was disappointed. You know what I mean? It was just that I did did have a little moment where I was like, oh, I thought they might hit me with something else, but oh no, nothing's this is gonna <laughs> nothing's yeah. gonna top Cartano though. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was the face with Cartano, and it's like oh. See, I just wish that they had they had swapped that one to closer to the end. Maybe with this one, put the one that we got sure. here first, because I think that makes a lot more sense, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you then we would go okay. So who else could it be with with the first one being who it was? It's like holy crap, it could be anyone. Right. It, it didn't mm-hmm. set that. It set a bigger expectation for this one than which people have heard from us because we've been right. going, oh, no, it's going to be so and so. Oh, no, it's going to be yeah, so and so. Exactly. Right. Yeah, you, you have wrong. That, that, <laughs> yeah. There's that that like short list. Right. I think yeah. They, yeah. for the next one, uh, even though we kind of already have hints right, mm-hmm. storyline wise of, of what it's going to be, I think they should be like, you know what? That didn't quite work out. You know, we were testing some stuff. Maybe didn't mm-hmm. go. Let's uh, let's I think... pop. Uh, let's oversoul uh, Daddy Manorville. Wow. Um, you know who I what I think is going to be the twist? Go full it? Manderville for the, the pilot. Sure. I mean, it okay. could be. Yes. Okay, well, yes, that. yes, yes. There's some bad decisions being made, and we can all see them coming from a mile away. <laughs> oh, yes. I, oh, yes. I am curious, though, because although they have kind of led us with, you know, what we think might be the next Oversoul. I hope they do really surprise us. I don't, and again, like, how do you achieve that? I don't know. And when I'm trying I see, to see, that's the, the like, thing. Like, I have theories, but then I look at Eden, and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, they wouldn't. You don't do want something to get cool yet. like that. But like, also, oh my god, like six point oh, yeah, six point oh, machinists get oversold for their robot. Um, you get to pick which one. You know, that's it. That's what I want. <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty awesome. Automaton queen, uh, yeah. Oversoul Eggie. Yeah, exactly. Except then, like, someone has to die? Yeah, I guess so. Well, we'll figure it out. It's fine. We'll workshop it's, it's, that. It's details. Whatever. Sid's on it. That's Sid's just it. a it's bug. Okay. They're trying to patch that right. out. Sid will get it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeesh. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to, to uh, tinfoil this just a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, just a... Just, just, a little bit next week. Uh, next week, I, I when could, we I can could, actually reveal things. I could, yeah. I could go for, for, for a long time on, on various thoughts that I have. But yeah. So next everybody week is the listening. Re- review. So yeah. we're going to keep it like 99% oh, factual. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, um, um, you, mentioned, else? you mentioned it earlier. Uh, the Void Quests. That, yes. that, that side thing. So I, I don't have a tank anywhere near it. So I just... Um, I just looked them up. Do sure. them. If you can, do them. Yes. Ooh. Really? Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Um, okay. I, it, it is probably the most lore... Um, I, I don't know. Like uh, the, the, the level of lore in it is way more than anything else in this main story quest and in Eden. Period. 100%. It's wow. such deep lore and it's so Money. cool. And like I did not expect what happened. 
So yeah, well, it's you, great. You need all the all the roll quests done for that, right? Yes, you do. Yeah. That... It's like so it's I hard. can do it. I have it already. Yeah. I yeah. I just didn't with all of the other stuff that I was working mm-hmm. through. You know what uh, I mean? So I need, I, I need to get a healer up still before. Can I... you can you uh, do it before you do MSQ? Uh yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm just yeah, gonna do certainly. it first. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think. I can. <laughs> um, I I don't even know where it starts. I just read the synopsis and I'm looking at. It, I'm going, mm-hmm. oh okay, oh cool. Wait, what? Who? How did that happen? And what are they gonna do now? Like that? It was so cool. So I'm glad that exists Backlog because just like, the fact that I study the soul, mm-hmm. I can yeah. tell you more things about oh my the gosh. soul, which that I is study. a callback. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we have that because the lack of uh, void lore in Eden that we were all expecting was a little disappointing. This. Yeah. I I, I don't want to even talk about it because like yeah no as someone who loves Famous the first dead, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool. All right, um, all right, all right. Titan thing. Ah, I Titan, I guess. Has anybody done that one yet? Unreal? I have not yeah. done we that it. yet. We, yeah, we, uh, we went in a couple times, and we actually didn't beat it. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, but when we only tried it, like, After I think, two, yeah, it was like, okay, we're done progging for the night. Does anybody want to stick around to do this? So it was like a couple of times. Yeah, um, I see. Yeah. It is, it is definitely harder than Shiva. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not say it's harder than original Titan at all. Um, mm-hmm. But... They fixed the uh, the what is it server ticks issue. Mm-hmm. If if mm. you think that you're oh. not going to make it out of uh, the weights of the land puddles because that's how it was in the beginning, you've made it out. Yeah. Okay. Which is nice. Nice. That's good. That's nice to see. I know that was kind of yeah. part of the yeah. the difficulty yeah. back then, right? So everyone yeah. here is like unreal, and you're like, oh. oh. Um, we we did a little experimentation with the first landslide. Uh, if you pop your knockback nullification, it works. But landslide hits really hard, so you yeah. could still just straight up die mm. from it. Uh, off tank probably could do it, I would guess. Yeah. Uh, off tank, uh, do they get arms length? I don't even remember. They get something. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, like you probably could do it. Yeah. For like a caster, I was like, yeah, let's let's try it out. Let me see. Hit for <laughs> yeah, yeah. hit me for more than my HP. So nah, I'm not yeah, uh, the casters and the healers. Would not both recommend. Have, this is this is from yeah. full HP too. And remember, tumults yeah. are are happening a lot. Tumults still mm-hmm. hit hurt as much as they used to in that first fight. So if you're going in expecting wussy tumults, new, no. yeah. very hard hitting. Four of them in a row. Be ready. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, for landslide, if you are a healer or a caster, you will probably die, even if you don't get knocked back. Uh, as a dancer, I had a bit this much HP. I'm gonna say that was probably like 300 to 700 HP left, um, and that was from full full HP. Yeah, our our melee deep. DPS uh, had a little bit more, and the tanks were like whatever. So so don't don't go into that fight hungry, looking to eat some landslides. It's just yeah, it's, don't do it. Yes, you could it's not gonna end well for you if you if you don't think you're gonna make it out, and if, especially like if you're because we actually did kill a couple people with the old jail murder. We broke yeah. them out right as landslide went off, and they went off the end. Mm, yep, <laughs> so if you yep, think yep, maybe yep. your party's going to break you out uh, of a jail right as landslide's going off, just maybe pop that button just to see, just, just mm-hmm. to be careful. We haven't experimented with uh, things like uh, on Avant or Shoulder Tackle or anything. Yeah, but yeah, we will. If, you're, if your knockback works, then those probably work. Yeah, I would think so. I think that's all I all I have for that. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, the the new UI theme. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It? I looking at that, I was like, that's gonna hurt my eyes. I didn't pull it up at all. Anybody else? No. 
I no. tried. Did you? I, yeah, I, I remember you, you said though. you might try it. Yeah, yeah. So I, it, I, I have been using it. Yeah. Um. How is your vision? It is. It is definitely bright. Mm-hmm. Um. I think. I think the only reason I'm still using it is just because it's something different. Right. At this point, <laughs> but I don't uh, dislike it as much as I did the light theme. Oh, well, that's good. So I think if it was just like just a little darker, mm. just a little bit, I think that would that that would, would sell. But I do appreciate the kind of attention to detail with it. Um, looking at like the light theme, it's it's, you know, the original UI, but it's just like. Light, you know what I mean? Um, but with with this one, um, if you go into like your like config options and stuff, like all the little, you know, icons and stuff, they're kind of pixelated a little bit. Mm hmm. Um, so there's just that that little uh, you know extra extra detail to it, which yeah yeah it feels more of a theme and less than just like a like a night and dark yeah. mode like a yeah so yeah. it's again maybe a little brighter than it could be but yeah we'll see if I keep I, it up or or not. I'm glad you tried it. There's no way ever you can ever get me to do a light mode anything ever. I <laughs> nope nope. I'm not even gonna try. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, if I, the themes did have, I think if they had more like unique things to them, and mm-hmm. like you said, it would like change certain little icons or change like kind of how it would look or you know what. I think I I would probably experiment with them more. As it is, I'm like I'm fine with what we got. I, don't, I have no problems with sure. this. I have zero complaints. I can read it and see it. Is it yeah. a little clunky to use? But but it, they all are. Yes, so that's fine. Like there, there's like a Microsoft app that I use at at work that doesn't have a dark theme. But if you go into the registry of your machine, you can activate it, and it's so broken. I don't care. I do it anyway. I cannot <laughs> stare at lights theme for like, because you know, eight or twelve hours a day. I can't do it. I think. No I way. think back to like like fifteen year old me that used to use like the high contrast right. mode back in like Windows two thousand, and I'm like, how did I do that? <laughs> Your eyes were still young. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna. Maybe ask- that's, that's why I had to get glasses. <laughs> Maybe. Oh gosh, I was gonna ask you, Fusion. I saw that you were experimenting a little bit with the new housing casing that we were talking about the display cases oh, oh okay did anybody else so, nothing i was gonna bring up yeah initial thoughts are okay not bad um i think my my issue because like as you know as somebody that has literally like a case full of, right. of figurines and stuff right behind me um i was like i'm gonna put all my little like statue things in in this case um the shelves like the heights between the shelves for most of them are just too low. Mm. Um, so a lot of stuff will either clip or, you know, it's so, eh. Um, the other, the other huge problem, um, if you look at the, the shelf, uh, if the, the shelf version, there's uh, essentially like nine slots. Cause you have three on each side and then kind of three in the middle, depending on if you just put like one thing on each shelf. So that's nine. The case itself is 10 furniture items, right? Mm. You can't move it if it's full because you can't move more than 10 furniture items at once. So put that shelf where you want it first. And every single item that you put into it counts as an item in your item slots in the house? Well, no. Well, no. Like, like what I'm saying is you, you, it, it's just like a normal shelf. So like you can set the stuff on it. But if you then try and move it as a group, you can't move more than 10. Okay. At, at the same time right so and, and put, they do put, put the shelf the down yeah put the put the shelf where you want it first um mm-hmm. and so the way it works you can buy 
um, either just like a big kind of empty case, or you can buy the shelf one from the housing NPCs. And then they have um, a handful of other ones that are kind of like pre-filled. Um, so there's like an art one. There's like a like a baked goods one. There's the weapons one. There's a like a fashion one, and there's like a toys one that you can buy. Um, I think those are probably crafted. Um, but the, the the just like the empty ones that you can just kind of play around with yourself. Those are from the the housing NPCs. So don't don't pay a bunch for them on the on the the market board. Just just go find the NPC. And uh, question yeah. for you: Did you Answer try using? You the Riviera shelves, like glitching them sort of through the thing so you could make in, in the big blank one. So you could make the shelves of your own size. Mm. I had not thought of that. That is not a bad idea. It would be more slots, but, but things would be maybe arranged the way I'm not, I'm not like, like limited by, by slots right now. Like I'm not like, you know, trying to be like, Oh God. Um, Interesting. (laughs) Interesting thought. I I did kind of make it work. Um, you know, some of the statues do kind of fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, you know, some like a little like the, the plush uh, kind of mascot dolls and stuff that I have in there as well. So uh, it's on my Twitter somewhere yeah. <laughs> um, buried under other stuff at this point. But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't dislike them. And, and I think, too, like, at, you know, at, at some point, like they had to be like, OK, this is how tall it's going to be. It'll fit a decent amount of things, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah, I, th- I think they're nice. I mean, obviously, like I have stuff clipping out the back like nuts but if you shove it into um, the wall it doesn't matter exactly exactly um it's it's a little tricky um fine tuning them because once you put that on the shelf it's like because of the glass it's technically like inside the item yeah so it can be kind of tricky to like click on um but uh yeah i thought they were i thought they were nice they weren't bad cool I did hear, and this is something just as a general sort of PSA to everybody. I don't know for sure if it if it is affecting everybody, but um, they must have adjusted something behind the scenes with something in housing because um, I've had a lot of friends who have like complicated builds or builds that have even been done by other people where things that have been like lofted or that have been like lifted with a very specific thing now have all shifted over mm. a few fractions. So check check in your houses or if you commissioned a build and you haven't been in for a little bit, you might need to pop like a little message to someone and be like, hey, so half of my stuff is all glitched through the wall now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen that happen to a few people. Um, so it, it's something with like a very specific item or some specific way that things are lofted, I think. I, um, you know, I, I, I think... Um... The uh, the new Starlight event isn't that adding a new loft? Yes. Hmm. So I'm I'm wondering if they somehow that. something yeah if that's somehow tied into uh, into that. Yeah, definitely could be like they could have just changed like something about lofts in general because this one wasn't working and you know like they need yeah. to change it so that they can implement. I'm really this one. curious. Uh, sp- speaking of which, we didn't we didn't actually mention this earlier. Um. Starlight Celebration starts this week. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's going to run from the uh, the 14th to the 31st. So um, new items this year include the uh, snowman mount that we saw during the uh, live letter. Joke, um, joke. There's some uh, snow dusted trees for outside. And then inside you'll have a uh, unmelting ice partition uh, and a unmelting ice loft. Make so. yourself a Krithis cave 
for your dragon friends. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I was actually, um, I didn't think I would be excited by this particular piece of furniture because I'm not a huge fan of roses, but I really like mm. the trellis. Mm. Uh, I, yeah. I, I took the, uh, the marble archway and put some, I usually I have like a plant in there before and I took all of those out and put the trellises in the archway and it looks really mm. cool. Mm. And then I also made a couple of pillars out of four trellises, like back to back, and that looks okay. really cool. Nice. So I'm I'm a f- fan of a thing that I did not think I would like. I also yeah. really like the uh, the dragon, like oh, pillar yeah. thingy. I have no idea where it's, you get yeah. it. I don't have any. But when I was looking at the the new previews, I was like, "That's neat. I want some dem." <laughs> that does oh, look neat, and I don't that. know what that if that's like. I would assume that, that like aesthetic is from something, but I don't yeah. know what. Shisui, maybe or, uh, yeah, or heaven on high. Yeah, uh, I'm know. hoping it, it's it not a cool, submarine though. thing, but it probably is. Mm, could be. I mean the the uh, the emerald weapon bust. That's that's a that's a yeah. wide that <laughs> is a wide furniture item. It's mm-hmm. it's like as wide as the 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 damn display case. It's those shoulder pads. <laughs> It's yeah, it's huge. So hopefully after after uh, consolidating some of these statues vertically, I can I have enough room now to put in the uh, the emerald bust uh, at some point. That's my thing. I do all the little little statues and stuff yeah. in my house. But uh, yeah, so um, think now that's everything. I don't think there's anything. Mm-hmm. Seems like it could be. I, yeah. I, I, if we forget anything, we always have next week. Yeah, we have yes. next week. I think there's only like gathering, right? There oh, was the yeah. gathering. I don't gather, so I couldn't. I, I have couldn't. not done that yet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I need to. It's like to a collectible and... change. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they completely they gutted all the actions um, mm-hmm. that you used to use for that stuff. And now it's just in this old, this completely separate like interface UI. now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I need they to. They added venture coffers. Did you see those? I did not. So you send out your retainer and he brings you back a venture coffer sometimes hmm. not all the time just sometimes right. and it pops you out some die oh nice and i don't know why they made the change but they did i think it's so that it can bring you multiple because i believe the yeah. chest give you multiple dies interesting i will send out my retainers then yeah so is that like the the quick uh venture yes mm. okay okay I know what if I'm doing you, with all my retainers now. Yep. If, yeah, if you need some <laughs> some rare dies, uh, then give that a try. Hmm. Nice. And if you don't know I, what I mean, to spend nice your uh, yeah, if you don't know what to spend your grand company points on, venture. Ventures, yeah. yeah. Oh, I have so many of them. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, I think then that is going to do it for this episode of Aetherite Radio. Um, if you want, you can email us, aetheriteradio at gamerscape.com. You can also tweet at us at Aetherite Radio. Uh, you can find us on Discord, discord.gg slash gamerscape. We have an Aetherite Radio channel in there. If you'd like to come and talk to us about the show, you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at Gamerscape. Next week, we will be joined by Pook as we do <laughs> our patch 5.4 review. Um, should be a lot of fun. Uh, again, you know, we'll probably finally talk a little bit about uh, some spoilery things in that. Um, you might already have an idea of what so our hard will be like. To hold back <laughs> during this episode. It's one of those things. Like when we do these episodes, it's like, uh, have you ever seen that that Penn and Teller like foolish show? Or yeah. what? I forget what the, the actual name of it. But like, they they watch a guy do like an act, right? And then they like talk to him 
in like coded messages to explain how they think they did it, but to not give it away to the audience. That's how we talk during these hands on spoiler free episodes. That's exactly what it is. Um, so yeah, next week will be spoilers, will be a review. Uh, and then after that, we're going to take a break for the holidays. So uh, looking forward to seeing everybody here next week. And uh, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.